2: I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family.
3: VDW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello there, capers, and welcome to Pod Capers, the official podcast of A Place to Hang Your Cape. And this week, it's both a crossover and the road to Spider-Man Homecoming. It's a big one, folks! Cue the music! hello there capers and as i said welcome to pod capers the official podcast of a place to hang your cape my name's scott james meridue and this week as i said we're doing the road to homecoming we're talking spider-man folks but we are joined as always by some very special guests joining me is our friend our lover our mentor it's david Bolofsky, ladies and gentlemen Hey Scott, how you doing? I'm doing very well because we have got some other very special guests joining me from their own brilliant podcast, The Jock and Nerd Podcast. Please give a warm, warm welcome to the Jock and the Nerd, Anthony and Imran. Are you sure you have the notes right? Uh, are we the
4: brilliant podcast you're talking about? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having us on. You, Not-
0: you. Uh- you have made a huge mistake already. You <laughs> let like... me and Imran on your show. We will drive away, viewers. This is a big mistake.
3: The case don't we have can... to know that. Oh,
0: they know. They will know. I mean, you got Imran and me. I mean, you got the, the jock over there, Imran, and then you got the nerd, me. <laughs> it's going to be not... fucking terrible, dude. This is going to be the worst show you've ever done. That's
1: Especially backwards. if we think that Imran is a jock. Yes, <laughs>
4: you're a highly mistaken already. Well, look, we just did our crossover on our episode; had a lot of fun. Yeah. We're super excited uh, to be on Pod Capers. Imran, oh, hey,
0: make sure that you're not on your own. Sh- you're not on your show, so don't start hosting. I'm right? still
4: yeah, in yeah, Jock yeah. and Nerd mode. Is the problem? I gotta calm down. I mean, let me take some Quaaludes and a fucking Xanax. I'll be fine.
0: Oh,
1: true. But we do <laughs> want to encourage everyone. Yeah, we should go check out our uh, the first half of our crossover over on uh, Jock and Nerd 172. I want to say yes.
4: 172 so- is correct
1: yeah we've been talking about
3: a lot of stuff over there highly recommend that you check it out and check out that stuff in general if you don't already know these guys then frankly i don't i don't want to waste any more time with you you are a philistine you are <laughs> so guys and come on, come on, so for any of the poor wretched souls that aren't familiar with the podcast, can you us, tell us a bit about yourselves what do you guys do anthony do some more equipment for once
0: All right, I'll do some work. So Jock and Nerd Podcast, name says it all. You have a jock and a nerd, except we don't talk that much jock stuff. We mostly talk nerd shit because Imran just does not like sports and is a terrible human being. Um, Mostly it's news, but then we do some interviews. We'll do some movie reviews, and we'll just banter about random ass shit, and I'll make fun of Imran, and Imran will laugh and start talking over me. It's great. And we have
4: a puppet named Rugboy, which makes no sense on an audio podcast, but it's a thing.
0: (laughs) It's something it's, I don't like
4: to really talk about cuz hey, it makes no hey, goddamn hey. sense.
1: He's a felty. get it right. Yeah. Sorry,
4: he's a felty a oh, American. That, I did it's so stupid. <laughs> That's the best part. I like to push Anthony's buttons saying e-sports uh, e- are going to take over uh yeah. regular
0: sports in you the got, future. You got a, you got to you got to you make this guy makes asinine comments all the time. It's great. Well, then he's in the but-
4: right place. <laughs> absolutely i'm overcaffeinated and undereducated, which is how you need to be but we also have a lot of fun guests coming on you you'll get turned on to different podcasts and uh lots of other stuff com. uh check
3: it out let us know what you think yeah in fact as you put it once a long time ago you popped my podcast cherry oh snap yes we did. did well Yeah, and that's when this whole stuff got, whole mess got started, capers. So if you're wondering who's this idiot and why is he here, that has got blame these guys.
4: It's I like to think of
0: myself as a as a cherry popper for sure.
3: (laughs) We've been popping podcast cherries since 2015, everybody. And those (laughs) two. And we've had a lot of fun doing it.
4: Well, I I hope we were gentle with you when we popped your cherry. That's
3: all. I got used to it. You know, I, I like <laughs> I couldn't sit down for a few days, but, you know, I got used to it, you know. I just told myself I deserve this. I deserve this over and over. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna I move, love to We're going to get started right now, guys. The road to Spider-Man Homecoming, because Spider-Man, I mean, it's been a rough road in terms of the Spider-Man film rights and where he has been and what he has done. He's been violated
1: a few times, let me tell you. Uh, Dave, how far does this thing back go so so what i was saying before the show is so i was on the deleted scene podcast uh, a few days ago and we were going over um the the previous spider-man films was the theme and so i did a deep dive i sort of got lost in a wikipedia rabbit hole and did a whole bunch of research on uh how far back the spider-man movie actually goes um So one of my favorite podcasts is uh, Do Go On, and I know I've already named Jock two other podcasts, but you guys listen to the Jock and Nerd, then these. Yeah, Um, ours
0: first, for sure. Yeah.
1: (laughs) So on Do Go On, basically what they do is they do a report every week, and the presenter always starts with a question. So I thought that in honor of that, that I would start us off with a question to get us in the mood for Spider-Man. So my question to you guys is, do you remember where you were on May 3rd, 2002?
3: May 3rd, 2002. Oh, wow. Well, that is going back. Well, um, if the rest of my life is anything to go by, I was probably getting beaten up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Scotty. <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, I,
4: I don't remember what I did yesterday, but... I think I was at the opening of a the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man you movie. You would
1: have been, yes.
4: And yeah, Robert I was I very, I was very excited. I blew a load in line before I even got into the theater, and oh. uh, was, there oh, was, was webs just everywhere. Terrible, just terrible there was just thought. sticky webbing everywhere.
0: It was, uh, <laughs> oh. But um, I,
4: yeah,
0: Anthony, oh. do you remember where you were? I wasn't in line blowing loads for Spider-Man. <laughs> that's for sure. I was, pro- I was. Probably in eighth grade, just finishing up eighth grade, oh, shit. thinking about the summer. So yeah, that's where I was at. At a, probably, a, I think it was in a Catholic school at the time. So it was yeah, probably going to class. Okay. Then, not, you de- not... then you
3: definitely weren't blowing any loads, absolutely. No,
0: <laughs> no. I was I was I was thinking about what it would feel like to blow a load, probably, but I wasn't <laughs> like actually blowing loads like Imran.
4: The, look, if you guys don't know, the nerd is a huge Spider-Man fan huge uh, to the point. To the point where that earlier that summer at a comic book convention, I found an early draft script of this movie. And uh, I was like, what is this? Is this the script? I bought it, I read it, and then I proceeded to scan all 114 pages and create a website and put it up. And uh, it was up there for a while, and then I got the letter from Sony you know, threatening uh, $25,000... Uh, what's the thing? Copyright infringement if I don't take it down. At which point, I posted that letter on the front page and I put, like, a secret link in the header to still get to the script. So it was still, still up there. Is it, it, it the real script? You know, I don't think... I think it was a really early... I don't even remember if any of it was fucking accurate. But if Sony wrote me to take it down... I got to imagine there was something
0: that was actually in there. I'll have to go back and find that. It's the most badass thing you've ever done in your life. It really
4: was. Fight the power. I was like, I'm sticking it to the man. I just really, really hope that none of Sony's
3: legal team are listening to this podcast. I hope.
4: Yeah, because now they can find me. I hope not.
0: I hope they find you, (laughs) dude.
3: This is all a joke, Sony Lois. This is all a joke. This isn't real.
4: Amy Pascal is at my door right now, knocking.
0: I've been on I've been on the deport Imran bandwagon for a long
4: time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fuck. Look, I'm a citizen. I was born here.
0: <laughs> Just because
4: I'm Pakistani doesn't mean I don't belong here. I was born in goddamn America. America. <laughs>
1: America. <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> so, so I thought I'd tell you guys my fun story from May 3rd, 2002, Please which do. is. I saw Spider-Man the movie for the first time and then on May 4th I went out and I saw it again and that was on my very first date with uh, a girl from a local school that was I was back 15 well that was my first date was seeing Spider-Man in theaters for the second time and I think that really tells you all you need to know about my life. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Didn't we talk about on our show how you shouldn't take a girl to a movie on the first date? Not I learned a good
1: less than that the <laughs> first time. You
0: did? If, yeah, you definitely. Honestly, first date I is the worst I, idea.
1: I think yeah. I could have cared less about the girl. I just wanted to see the movie again. <laughs> hey, you were <laughs> well, still doing more dating than I was at 15. Don't show yeah. off.
0: That's if also your intentions were selfish, then I applaud you. <laughs>
1: All right. So let's... let's, let's pull it back a little bit to you know we're imran gonna go back boy. in time but, yeah
3: wibble wobble <laughs> wibble wobble wibble wobble i love love we do that at the same time yeah
1: when none of us were born except for imran who was old enough <laughs> then to father a child Yo, yeah
3: the year was 1977 and... well i was
1: one years old <laughs> when you were, we're born. actually I'm skipping a, a little bit of uh, the history because I don't like talking about the Japanese live-action versions, but we can mention them. Okay. Hold on. See, this isn't.
3: I thought because there was a Spider-Man live-action television series, but the TV pilot of that was released at least I think internationally as a movie.
1: It was absolutely. Um, and there's actually uh, you know there's this, this the um, the Japanese as well had a movie of it anyway. We're skipping to the, we're going to focus mostly on the Hollywood versions of Spider-Man on, as a film. So the earliest record that I could find of someone having the film rights to Spider-Man was actually Roger Corman back in the early 80s. Oh God, no! Wow. Of course. Corman, who famously made um, a Fantastic Four movie that was (laughs) so horrible it never saw the light of day. I've seen it and I can tell you it's better that way. (laughs)
3: <laughs> oh, no. I mean, this is this is Canon films, isn't it? The infamous Canon films.
1: Yes, so Canon had it, uh, the rights, in 85. Um, and apparently there was a version of the script. So some of these things are, I can't tell what the order was because Wikipedia isn't that clear on it. Um, but one version of the script from the 80s um, was by a guy who thought that Spider-Man was a monster like the Wolfman. What? Um, okay. and I'm going to read this quote. So in this version of the story, a corporate scientist intentionally subjects ID badge photographer, Peter Parker to radioactive bombardment, transforming him into a hairy suicidal eight armed monster. This human tarantula refuses to join the scientist's new master race of mutants. Battling a succession of mutations kept in a basement laboratory.
3: Who is the man that came up with this idea? Wow. What what is his name? Where is his address? And what are his main physical weaknesses? It's
4: kind of like Edgar Wright's Ant-Man, original Ant-Man, where he kind of wanted to make a monster movie of like an ant turning into a person, but like what a specific job, he is a photo ID, he's an ID badge photographer, photographer. that's all, he just takes pictures of people for their ID badges, can you really have a whole career doing that? Can you imagine, I
3: mean that, turning into a monster after that would be preferable, if I was an ID badge photographer, (laughs) I want to be a fucking eight
4: legged monster as well! He's like shit, I don't wanna work in the DMV taking fucking photos anymore. Uh but that eight-leg thing that happened to Spider-Man in the comics. Yeah, uh he he g-
3: drank a formula to try and get rid of his powers and it ended up with him having like eight arms or four.
4: It arms gave or something. him four more arms, yeah, coming out of the side. So not the weirdest idea that's never been done.
1: <laughs> it's also so this is one of several times that uh this story is going to relate back to um our discussion on jock and nerd about um the universal monsters and uh mm-hmm. the mummy mm. so we're gonna actually skip to the next thing and then that'll actually have uh another connection but yeah so like how does it have like how does he just think that like spider-man how do you not know that spider-man isn't a monster like how do you not know that he's a superhero well, bear like, he's this been around is, this for 20, the, 20 years
3: the this is the same film studio that thought that superman for the quest for peace was a good idea okay
1: fair enough so anyway <laughs> <laughs> um so around that same time carol co. acquired the the rights and carol co is the one that eventually led to the uh james cameron version so carol co had them for a, a long time so it was about, um, I think 89 or so they acquired the rights. And at this time, it was a stuntman named Scott Leva who was t- tapped to play Spider-Man. Yes. and um,
3: Because casting he, stuntmen always works out well. Look at Flash oh, yeah. Gordon. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, he actually posed as Spider-Man on the cover of yes. uh, Spider-Man comics back in the 80s. I don't know, Imran, if you have any of those.
4: I There was one weird photo cover, and it was... Uh, it was the it was a it was weird it came out of nowhere and i was like what is this issue and it's him in with his like jeans on and he's just taking his shirt off and there's a photographer in the background catching him with his mask off and the story was pretty much that he was changing like in an airport and his photographer caught him and he had to chase him down it's issue 262 and i just remember like what is this why is there a photo and i believe this is when they were trying to start to promote this movie cuz there was a poster yeah. that came out also
1: yeah oh. and uh it- yeah, there was a poster and I think it almost it was uh, had a script at some point. Um a lot of the early scripts involved Doc Ock. I think that was one of them. Um but after that, very quickly, uh, Tom Cruise became the front runner to play oh, Peter Parker.
3: Why wow. does Tom Cruise ruin ah. everything he's in? <laughs>
4: of Cruz. Look, Spider-Man doesn't run that much, Cruz. I don't know what what you were going to add yeah, to this. he he swings. He doesn't really run. No running. This can't Do you have any more details on that Cameron script
1: cuz it was infamous and it was very weird? Oh, I can send you the link to the entire script.
4: Oh, no way cuz there's like a sex scene and there was yeah, like uh. I can teach you
1: the sex scene if you want later. But we're not we haven't gotten that far You're <laughs> Okay, okay. Before. I have some very crazy thinking yeah. about this Tom Cruise movie. So there's actually a lot of casting done in the Tom cruise movie like it got off the ground um it would have had doc ock and he would have been created in the same accident as spider-man and he would have been played by bob hoskins see i like that what? that's perfect that's a perfect boy
4: that's a perfect doc ock i mean he was a uh, big off of who framed roger rabbit i guess at the time i could see bob hoskins
1: as, and, as you know, Doc super ock. mario brothers of course yeah yeah i don't
3: see it <laughs> no? <laughs> because for me, Bob Hoskins will always have that sort of like, that Cockney accent, That's sort of, that sort of thing. So, uh, listen to Doc Hawk say, the, like, Oi, your Parker, I'm going to mess with my arms, <laughs> it just doesn't really work for me. Meridu, it's called acting, they know
4: how to do accents, you guys, uh, you nailed the American accent.
3: This is true, Meridu, it's only do- American accents that can't do with the English ones.
4: Meridu, can you do an American accent, can we hear a little bit of that?
3: Oh, okay, tell you what, I've learned something recently, this is great. Um, if you want to know how to do a Scottish accent. All yeah. you have to do is say the word, the phrase Space Ghetto in an American accent, and that what? sounds yeah. like Spice Girl in a Scottish accent. <laughs> what de- I, will, I will demonstrate for I'm you
0: now. i okay. mind-blown right now. What's going on? Space Girl. Yeah. Space Ghetto. Right.
3: Spe- oh, I, I see. Space <laughs> Ghetto. You sound so Scottish right now. Space girl
4: acting tips from pod capers and chalk and nerd you're in a very um, thick
3: highland accent right now
0: space ghetto
3: <laughs> yeah that's a great scottish space accent Giddle. anthony i didn't know you could do accents it's very space good Giddle. if you ever go to scotland <laughs> and someone asks you what your favorite band is just say that and all, all i could hear is spice girls when you say spice space kettle space kettle it's great <laughs> ah yeah, oh, that's the spice girl now. <laughs> it's it's going slightly wrong now reel it in Imran, reel it in that's pretty Ugh. good that's pretty good oh god uh, Bob, I just can't Perfect. say I mean yeah he's a good actor he was a good actor oh, was, yeah. but uh
1: I don't know I don't know maybe <laughs> he ended up doing it in the mid around this time instead yeah god so but... the best part about this and my favorite piece of casting from this is that um for Jay Jonah jameson, it was potentially going to be Stan Lee himself. Because <laughs> he's always character.
3: wanted to play Jonah, Jonah Jameson. Yep. And,
1: I and think, through, yeah. uh, up until the point that J.K. Simmons was cast, he was still lobbying for it.
4: Wow. Oh, I'm glad. I don't know about that. No, really? he's only good at cameos.
3: Oh, you say that. You say that. I've heard him act a little bit. Because there, there was this um, Spider-Man TV series, uh, CGI animated series done by MTV. Yeah. The, fight, yeah, like, yeah. This, the penultimate episode of that, he appears. It's a brief scene. He's only got this one bit. But he's giving Peter Parker this little speech. And it's a very sinister speech. He's sort of being this bad guy. He's convincing him to kill this person. I won't go into too many spoilers. Oh, wow. I'll tell you what, though. I'm used to Stan Lee being really charming and cheerful and sort of joyful. He gets rather sinister. It's rather huh. effective. So would he have been good at J. Jameson? I don't know, but I would have been willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. I prefer JK Simmons hands off. Cause yes. he's brilliant. Yeah. But yes. you know what? I think, you know, maybe what could In have an been alternate
1: universe. Yeah. I- I always think of him as acting in *Mallrats* being his best on-screen
4: performance. Oh, oh Yeah, yeah
1: he just uh, playing himself. a version of himself, of course. Yeah, but playing, yeah. you know, I feel like he's playing like the jock version of himself, Anthony. What do you? What do you Someone think? Someone say is a jock? Him? Yeah. <laughs> what? Like that? Stan Lee is playing like a jock version of himself in *Mallrats*. Like he's the one who get. He's like talking about how he gets all the girls and stuff.
0: I haven't seen *Mallrats*, so you haven't seen *Mallrats*.
1: Oh, there go. oh! Very good. Oh, Very. oh my god.
3: Yeah. I will. <laughs> I will send you, you my movie. DVD. There you go.
0: I'll
1: send it's you a good mine, Kevin Smith. It's an American that's... version of it. That's why
0: when everyone talks about Kevin Smith, I'm like, yeah, I don't have this any any sort of affinity for this guy. I think I think he's a fat nerd, and I don't like that he represents nerdum anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. So there you go.
3: <laughs> okay, thought he was good, and I liked him in that. I thought he was good, but so yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. And uh, so, a character picture. So, what went on after that? What happened, David?
1: So, after that, that's when James Cameron came on board and he did his famous script mint. Oh, that's. Oh, I love that word. It's a treatment. So, it's like, I think it's like, here, you know, like, I have a link to it, so I'm going to click on it.
4: It's a minty um, script. It's the fresh it's, and
1: minty. I, so, it's a mix between a script and a treatment. So, there's long portions where it's seen, it's, there's some scenes in it, and then there's some that are just like, um, just like descriptions, uh-huh. but no actual like dialogue and stuff.
3: So a half finished script, basically.
1: Yeah, yeah, half yeah. ass script. Yeah, yeah. basically, uh-huh. it's That's pretty funny. terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's a very famous excerpt um, that is a sex scene on top of the Brooklyn Bridge. If you want <laughs> to hear me do a dramatic reading of it, you can go listen to the Deleted Scene podcast. I did it so brilliantly then. I don't think I could top my performance again. Who is it with? Who? It's with Mary Jane.
4: Okay, with Mary Jane.
1: Okay, and it's like uh, it basically is Spider Man like dancing around, talking about spider mating habits and like, <laughs> oh my um, god! He,
2: oh like, wow! It
1: basically, like he he like webs up Mary Jane, and it's like the female, he, like the male webs the female, and um, but it's a symbol because he knows that she can get out. It's like very rapey though. Oh and, my god, and, like, spider weird. rape! Oh, it's spider it's, rape. It ends with her being like they like they make love atop the world. She
0: doesn't look.
1: Holy shit. Well, Sam
0: Raimi's version of Spider Man, he played a lot with the fact that the web shooters was uh, an analogy or an allegory for premature ejaculation.
1: Yeah, puberty and stuff Actually, that's the only thing that stayed from the James Cameron script. Was it Cameron
3: that was responsible for the organic web shooters? Cameron
1: is responsible for the organic web shooters. This is where it started. Wow. Because they thought that it was unbelievable that a 15 year old kid or whatever could create web shooters but it's for believable me, that you have spider powers. powers yeah exactly, yeah.
3: exactly, exactly. <laughs> Cameron, I'll, let, bastard.
1: Um, I'll
0: say let me just say this it, it although it it is a, a, a hot button topic for spider-man fans um that he didn't have the web shooters i actually think in that raimi universe it actually works okay it did work yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It, it, it actually plays nicely and it's with, the, with the play
0: for it being a premature like puberty and all that like it, it or performance
4: kind of anxiety performance
0: right uh, it, it works yeah. in the context of the story yeah they, that he was trying the overall themes and stuff that he was trying to go for
3: i'm just glad it's he all... never
1: said i webbed myself or something like that
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, i think it's also like uh you know that version of peter parker isn't a genius Like he's smart but he's not like he's not like super smart you know yeah yeah um But he wears glasses, you know? (laughs) So do you. Um, (laughs) This is true. This is true. They're they're 3D glasses. They do nothing. Some other fun facts about the James Cameron script. Um, So they would have featured versions of Electro and Sandman that shared virtually nothing with um, their comic book counterparts. Mm -hmm. Um, But my favorite bit of this is that um, it was also going to have Doc Ock. And because it was James Cameron, who do you think was going to play Doc Ock
4: Oh, let me guess. Um, the
1: Terminator? Got it in one. It was going to (laughs) be the Octoman. Spidey, I
4: will
3: get through with my arms.
4: (laughs) Oh man, we could come up with some good Arnold lines.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my, the the
4: thing. Uh, I
3: kind of want to see it now. I kind of want to see that. (laughs) Just for the sheer beautiful car crash that it will be. Oh my god, can you imagine? I'm imagining I'm scared. Cameron, yeah. you beautiful bastard. Oh. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Just imagine, like, Mr. Freeze as Dr. Octopus. I can't think of any octopus puns right now. I'm fucking very upset yeah, with myself.
1: There's not a lot. The Octoman uh, it's not, cometh.
4: Can, yes. The
1: Octoman
4: cometh. Well, how about. Yeah, oh no, it would be like, let me lend you a hand, Spider Man, or some fucking stupid thing like that. I don't know. because,
3: yeah, I, I mean, I mean, um, in the original comics and like in a lot of the video game stuff doc ock does have this sort of i don't know if it's an austrian swiss or that sort of area of europe accent his name is otto octavius so it
4: does make a little bit of
1: sense
0: yeah yeah octavius wouldn't that be like like a greek
1: but otto yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, i always imagine him like some kind of your eastern european dude when they go into his backstory in superior spider-man i'm pretty sure it's somewhere in like austria germany or something yeah Mm. Wow, yeah. um, how
4: close did this thing get to getting made?
1: It, it got pretty close. They actually had spent uh, um 1.5 million on it. Um, oh shit! Developing the script and and actually like getting everyone on board. Sadly, um well maybe not. Uh, so basically one of the studio heads, uh named Golan, who's a a, a f- prominent feature in the Wikipedia page. If you if you look it up. Uh, so he basically he left uh, he left the studio and he went to form his own studio, which is Twenty Twenty First Century Film Corporation. And when he did that, he took the rights to Spider Man with him. Wow! Um, following that, Carol Co., which was the company working with James Cameron, Twenty First Century and Marvel, all went bankrupt in 1996. Oh, yep. Gosh. Dark and, days, dark days. Yeah, and that's when MGM acquired the rights held by Carol Co. and 21st Century.
4: I know that you can also see a lot of the Cameron Spider-Man influence in, uh, was it dark, Jessica Alba's, was it Dark Angel? Is that what yeah. that show was called? Yeah. yeah a, a, a lot of those like action set pieces, like he had in mind for the spider-man movie and you can kind of see it in the in the first couple of episodes of that show
1: yeah for sure a lot of like uh jumping from rooftops and stuff like yeah, that. yeah her
4: perching off like the tower and sitting there it was i, I like that show can we stop letting
1: just... jessica alba near marvel products
3: can
4: we just yeah, right? stop <laughs> that
3: it's
4: not <laughs> yeah, worked out Let
1: her. let her near anything else i love yeah. her like, especially, like, I was a huge fan of Dark Angel as terrible as joke true. was yeah. just because of Jessica Alba.
4: Yeah, she hasn't done
0: anything in a while. I wonder what she's up to. Uh,
1: I think she's got a kid. In, and You know
0: like, what happened? Yeah, she got old and had a kid. That's <laughs> oh what happens snap. to all females <laughs> <laughs> in Hollywood. They get old and have kids, and then no one wants them on screen anymore.
3: Damn you, Hollywood!
0: It's the worst. Hollywood, <laughs> terrible place i um,
3: never support them, folks. Don't go and see movies made by don't Hollywood. Give yeah, don't give them any
0: money.
1: Never. Go to Bollywood. Go to yeah. <laughs> I was just reading this story. There's so much fucked up shit that happens in Hollywood. Just, just for this single character. Yeah. There's yeah. so much background. So like, so this next bit is a, is a great example. So I just said that, if you, if you listened correctly, Carol Co. and 21st Century, so MGM acquired the rights that they had. But Marvel decided that they were going to sell the Spider-Man rights to Columbia, which is um, what Sony's film division was called at the time. Okay. Um, MGM disputed the sale, claiming that they had the rights through their purchase of those other two companies. And this led to about two and a half years of litigation where it just went back and forth and like Mm -hmm. tied up all production. Damn. I remember a
3: time when you, if your movie came out, you went and saw it. And if it didn't come out, you just didn't know. How are we so caught up with these sorts of things with the film rights nowadays? Because
4: everybody was waiting. Yeah. I mean, at that point, everybody was waiting for a Spider-Man movie. I feel uh, after being teased several times and then it just kind of uh, fell away during litigation. Everybody kind of forgot about it.
1: So eventually um, there was actually a trade made by columbia and mgm so um basically columbia had some rights to james bond because they had made um the awful casino royale movie uh the first one.
3: Oh, i was one. i was one. like I, hang on hang on awful really okay really? Not awful the hilarious <laughs> they went to win a lot again? of money and a girl at casino royale <laughs> what, like what did you say was awful um, the one
1: with Peter Sellers and uh, David Niven and uh, Ursula Andress all as James Bond and if I think I, yeah, I don't if if
3: remember correctly I think it had Orson Welles in it at one point
1: yes Orson Welles plays Le Chef Le Chief, Le Chief? Uh, and, and uh. it basically that. so fun fact about that movie Peter Sellers decided to just simply stop showing up um, so the ending makes no sense it just devolves into like a circus and because they basically just didn't have the actor to finish the film Wow. Wow.
5: (laughs) oh
3: my god well peter says yeah, can gonna really ruin a movie if he wants to wow you can
1: definitely skip that one that was okay. a
4: 67 one right that like yeah, wasn't yeah, it was, was
0: it was like a spoof of james bond or it, yeah uh, it's very strange when, when i when i binge watch james bond i will skip this one yeah i'll put it on the list <laughs> To <Just> skip.
1: <laughs> my favorite line from it, it's the only line i like is um uh woody allen is in it as jimmy bond james bond's nephew <laughs> and he's, uh, being taken like by a firing squad to be like executed, and he's just going. My my doctor says I should have any bullets in my body at any time.
4: It's <laughs> <laughs> a good Woody Allen line. But what a weird
1: movie. Yeah. So basically, Columbia trades James Bond for Spider Man. Um, so MGM gets the full rights back to James Bond. Columbia gets the full rights to Spider Man. And that's in 1999, and things finally, finally get moving. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then we get that
3: teaser. That teaser with all the webbing. In no, the no, of the... no, 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 no.
1: You're jumping way too far ahead.
3: Oh, am I? Oh, dear. You're
1: getting so excited, first? Scott.
3: First
0: this, we get... I, that, Imran does the same thing. He just, get, just gets real excited I'm, about I'm things. glad
4: it
1: wasn't me this time. Yeah. yeah. i get excited.
3: I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: So yes. there were several oh, directors considered oh, yes. for the film um one of which was david fincher oh um, wanted to base yeah. the film on the that would night. have been weird as fuck yeah 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 he <laughs> didn't want to do an origin film he just wanted to straight up do the night when stacy died huh. oh wow wow Could uh, you imagine just... them
0: shooting that and like all the color hues he uses so a lot of browns and like Dark light blues and just like this very dreary atmosphere. Yeah, for he,
1: would, he was like fresh off of Fight Club as well at that point. Like oh yeah,
0: was, a lot of greens and yellows.
4: Yeah, yeah. greens and oranges. I think weird. it would have been a cool, like gritty, fucking dark Spider-Man.
1: I love Finch's work for the most part, but well, you would, you would, like,
0: you would ejaculate with anything that would have came out so, Spider-Man at that point. That's true. So that's
1: here true. are some of the other directors that were chosen, and it is a crazy list. So. <laughs> You had um, Roland Emmerich. Okay. Of uh, Independence Oof. Day fame. Oh, yeah. Time. Wow. Nah, uh, no, Tony no. Scott.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, Tony Scott would have been a cool pick. I would have liked him, yeah.
1: That would have been really fun. Um, Chris Columbus decided to make Harry Potter instead. Instead. Hmm. Thank
3: goodness, because wow. I don't think I could have. I mean, bear in mind if he made two boring movies about Harry <laughs> Potter, he makes. A boring Spider-Man movie. Thank goodness he got passed.
1: Um, also, uh, Ang Lee was considered. <laughs> uh, Shit, what? This is, is this before the Hulk? This is before the Hulk. This is uh, the Hulk was two thousand three we would have been a really introspective yeah.
3: Spider-Man movie. That would have been a really artsy Spider-Man movie. There would him. have lots been like of, panels. Like, yeah,
4: but there would be like panels and shit sliding <laughs> in. It would be like a so moving we, comic book. We
0: saw what he would do with
1: the Hulk. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much. It's the same thing. Yeah.
4: Same
2: thing.
1: yeah. Um, and the one that I'm most, most grateful that we did not get this version of Spider-Man because I think if we did, the superhero genre would have died on the spot. M. Night Shyamalan. Oh Whoa. no!
4: No! 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 no, Doing a no, twist, no, a twist no. Spider-Man movie? Where he's dead the whole time? Is that what would've happened? What would've this been?
0: No, it would've been like, he was actually infected by a scorpion. It's a scorpion, it's not a spider.
3: <laughs> You've watching arms. the
0: scorpion the whole time. And instead
3: <laughs> of seeing his origin, we would've had Spider-Man, for the first like 15 minutes of the movie, just sit in front of the camera, just tell you exactly what happened to yeah. him. Yeah. Yeah,
4: just stare at the camera talking. Uh were these guys like did they did they turn down the thing or were they yeah, just like all of
1: these were considered and all of them apparently entered into some form of negotiations or other, um or discussions, I should say. Um they were they were legitimately considered. Um David Fincher even was developing uh some of his his version of it. Um Man. this is all in nineteen ninety nine, so um I think at one point or another th- these were people who were Sort of considered in discussions one way or another.
0: Wow.
1: At least they had, they um, had the
0: names, man. Least, yeah. yeah, and they yeah, were very
1: big. And the fact that Sam Raimi, so Sam Raimi signed on in January two thousand. At that point, he had only he was only really known for Evil Dead. Yeah. And um, Darkman. Yes. Which you could see a lot uh, of the
3: influences that he had absolutely. from Spider-Man. You could see a lot how yeah. he, like the transitions and stuff, and f- focusing on Liam Neeson's yeah. face when he gets a bit yeah. angry. Oh, God.
1: Even a lot of, so I go over <laughs> this in an article I wrote about the, the plot of a superhero origin film. So Darkman and Spider-Man have the same, like, backbone plot in a lot of ways, Yeah. yeah. to the point that there's, like, a scene when, like, there, you know the, the famous scene where... Um, uh Spidey and Goblin Goblin are, are chatting on the roof. Yeah. Um, Which is a very awesome mirror- old scene to look at yeah, if you don't have context. It does yeah. not that scene specifically does not age well. Um, so that scene is a direct mirror to a scene in Darkman where the, basically the same thing happens where it's like there's the villain's temptation. And that's now become a standard thing with the superhero origin film.
4: Yeah. I mean Darkman was a, a great superhero origin in itself in a in a dark You know hyper realistic style and sam raimi would have been like yeah like an unknown like a long shot like nobody would be like really sam raimi after all these guys uh but but the perfect visual style for the movie
1: absolutely i mean he made dark man because he couldn't get the rights to any superhero Uh, he's like i'm making my own yeah
4: yeah
1: screw you guys i'm making my own superhero (laughs) with blackjack and
3: hookers (laughs)
4: it's so good i still i love dark man i haven't seen it in years Uh,
3: yeah me too i Um, think it's okay i didn't really get it i i i I mean i think it's good i
1: just it's not really
3: something that really grabbed me i don't know really i don't know i I
1: loved the obligatory uh bruce campbell cameo at the end
3: oh oh yeah oh yeah when he looks back and he's like oh my god it's (laughs) Ash!"
1: um so, Sam Raimi signs on in January 2000. Toma McGuire is cast by July the same year. But there were several other actors who were also looked at. I'm going to tell you who they were because I think this okay. is a fascinating list. Yes. So, when Cameron was still on, uh, this is right after Titanic. So, actually, Leonardo DiCaprio was his top choice.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, also considered were Freddie Prince Jr. Oh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Looks the part, Leo but... would have been interesting, though. Yeah, yeah Leo would have definitely been interesting. Um, you also got Chris Klein.
0: Who? Oh, Chris Klein. Yeah, he oh. was
1: um the jock so in uh, American Pie.
0: He's so bad.
1: He's so oh terrible. the one who likes Mina
0: He's terrible.
1: Yeah, um, Wes Bentley from uh, Ah, yeah, American Beauty. Bentley's
0: yep, okay. Dirk Bentley's
1: brother. Yep. Dirk Bentley's cousin. <laughs> um, and then these two, I think the last two, I think I get the most interesting. Keith Ledger was actually considered Whoa!
3: a bit too handsome, but still he's a good enough. Yeah. He was a good enough actor. I mean, even wow. back then.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then um, James Franco actually had a screen yep. test as Peter Parker before finally being cast as Harry. Yeah, I'm glad he didn't get Peter Parker either. He does do
4: a better job as Harry Osborn.
3: As I mentioned in oh. our crossover episode with the Joker nerd, I hate his face. So Fuck his face. <laughs> maybe covering the with a Spider-Man mask would have been a good thing. Who knew? Who knows?
4: <laughs> Franco would have been like, I'm wearing this mask for
1: one scene. People got to see my mug. Fuck this mask shit. I, I feel like Franco looks a lot like, um, at least Franco in as Harry looks a lot like Andrew Garfield as Peter. Yeah, oh, like yeah. They have like that similar haircut, similar facial features.
4: Freddie Prince Jr. also has kind of like the tall head, like the long yeah. head, kinda of like Garfield. I, mean, I could body. have
1: seen Freddie Prince in this version of the film. I probably could have seen it. Um so ultimately they cast McGuire after um Raimi saw the Slater House rules. And yeah. he just fell in love with the actor and decided he was perfect for it.
4: This was another weird casting. Nobody fucking knew who yeah, Toby McGuire who was. McGuire yeah. was.
1: So the next actor to be cast um, was uh, Willem Dafoe as the Green Goblin in November. So this is mm. a full year between- Out so am I! Signs on in January. <laughs> <laughs> <really> good. <laughs> cast in July, Willem Dafoe in, to, in November. Um, so other actors who were considered included, um, so these actors actually turned down the role nick cage good john malkovich and john travolta
4: oh mm. travolta for this is for norman osborn
1: yeah for norman osborn
3: mm. hey spidey come cage on man it's come on spidey we can off. fight you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know a, I don't think that's a great travolta impression but i don't know no it's not it's not oh uh, sorry
4: what where where spider-man over here where what that's a, that's what it would there's my there's my travolta
3: <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just imagining it WG's the cage like, of the goblin. Like, oh. My God. oh wow! Thank, um, thank, thank goodness for Willem Dafoe. I love that man. Oh yeah. Except it's you take
4: great. you got you got Dafoe. whose like, face looks like a goblin, and then you put a fucking Power Rangers helmet on an awesome scary face. Like you said, that scene where they're just like, he's standing there talking to him in his full suit. It just, it it does, it looks
0: ridiculous. Well, well I mean, if you think about the time, though, yeah. and, and, and you can't, the, the costume isn't great. Well, and, just... and, it, and it doesn't age well, but. How would you have done that? That's the thing. I don't
4: know how else you would have done that because in the comic book, this is like um, you know, you put out in a ma- in the co- in comics, you put out a mask, and it all of a sudden it just moves with your expressions. Right. Like it, you don't have to explain it. It's got the smile. Put a fucking rubber mask like that and a purple and green costume would look ridiculous. So they did the best they could say, uh, for the time.
3: You say that they actually tried it with the rubber mask. They I seen yes, videos of them. Oh shit! With like, a, yeah, there was it was a partial really animatronic. Crazy. It looks very creepy actually kind of cool obviously it didn't work out maybe it was too expensive maybe it was too impractical I don't know yeah. so obviously they went through the, obviously they're much cheaper much more easy to work with but they they did try to make it look a lot like the comics so fair play for them for at least trying that
4: the animatronics might have worked kind of like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, version in their original movies
3: basically yeah it no. was very similar to that so who knows who knows so who, so... Was, who was
1: next to be cast So everyone else basically was cast after that. Um, There's not much about how everyone else was cast. However, Kirsten Dunst, obviously, uh, as Mary Jane, she was cast only a month before shooting started. Oh, shit. Um, And they went through a long list of candidates before they landed on her. So some of the other actresses considered were Alicia Witt, who I don't... Mm. uh, She's a redhead. Yeah. Um, I think she was a bit old, though, for the role. If I'm remembering right. um Also considered Kate Hudson. Ugh, uh, I hate Kate Hudson. Yeah. Tara Reed, which would have been a oh, the whole god.
2: No! <laughs> no!
4: <laughs> um, with giant areolas. That's what that would have been.
1: Yikes. uh <laughs> Eliza Dushku, who had just finished her stint <clears> on Buffy. Oh, I, I fucking
4: love
0: Eliza. I would have yes.
1: loved to see that. That would have been cool. That would have
0: been cool. Yeah, yeah. Been cool.
1: Uh, I don't know how she'd look at a, as a redhead, though. Can you redhead.
0: imagine an alternate universe where it was like Freddie Prince Jr., Tara Reid, and <laughs> Nicolas Cage <laughs> leading the way?
4: Oh, my God, I want to see amazing. that movie now.
1: <laughs> um, and uh, Alicia Cuthbert was the last one. Oh, 24. Alicia
4: Cuthbert from,
0: uh, yeah, yeah, 24. I like her, too. She's good.
1: I've never heard I- of her so
0: look her up you'll start fapping fapping oh yeah
1: smoking smoking. um so scott now we get to the famous trailer you're talking about the with um the bank the world trade center yes and this was yeah
4: in 2000
1: explain what this is
4: i i remember when this came out dude this was like amazing because it's It was basically you see this bank robbery and uh, they got masks on and they get out and they, they get into a helicopter and they're flying away and they think they've gotten away with it. And then all of a sudden the copter in midair just like freezes and they're like, what the fuck? And it pulls back and then it pulls back the camera and you see the copter is stuck in a web that is spanned between the World Trade Center. And then you see the first quick glimpse of Spider-Man. Like, turn his head, he shoots a web, and that fucking that was amazing. But the World Trade Center bit was amazing, and this was in 2000.
1: this was summer 2001. This is like the oh, this is the summer, is like summer two thousand one.
4: Holy so
1: shit, this was that, the, the trailer. Actually, was released. I remember yes. actually seeing it in cinemas. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, after nine eleven, it was very much in poor taste and they immediately like destroyed every copy of it so like, didn't they very...
3: photoshop the world Trader Center out of
1: like the reflection in his eyepiece yeah no, so yep. actually oh was it there okay is so they did it for all the promotional marketing re- materials so they took it out of all the posters and things um and they took it out of every shot in the movie Yeah, they removed it from the
5: Chumba. chumbacasino.com no necessary. Forward, by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website
1: for details. In the reflection of his oh. eyes, you, if you look closely, because oh, that shit. would have been way too expensive to and way too difficult to actually edit it out. Oh, I see. Okay. Just, Obviously,
4: just bad timing. Yeah, bad, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Great. Yeah,
3: basically, yeah, bad timing. It was, it was awful. Then they, they bounced back. Thankfully, the movie didn't suffer for yeah. it. I think I still have
4: I I, like I downloaded I, it I have it somewhere. I, I actually on, think
0: I actually think there's a, a review that I watched from movie Bob who's on YouTube and he always like places these movies in time and context because these yeah. movies don't occur in a vacuum. there's always yeah. historical significance and all that. And I actually think that the 9/11 tragedy even enhanced this film even more It Absolutely. was like the film that American yeah. psyche needed at the moment
1: they also added in a few shots of him like swinging from american flags because right. of the the um 911
4: well that was and the think, very end the end yeah, shot the, the right yeah the very
1: end shot yeah. i think like that wouldn't have been in it otherwise i think that was a very powerful image at the time yeah. exactly what you were saying tony
3: i think it was hopeful i think what's even better than that though was the scene where like the green goblins on the bridge and he's about to like kill spider-man and then uh, a bunch of like new yorkers on the bridge start yeah. throwing crap at him and yeah. they're like you yeah. mess with spider you mess with yeah. new york and uh, even out of context it's a pretty damn good scene but in context yes it, it's it's pretty goddamn hopeful yeah. take that fucking dc
4: I mean, that's like it's giving me chills already. Because yeah, you think about the context, and then you think about this hopeful, wholesome hero story where New York is banding together and helping the good guy. Uh, wow, like it was, it was, well, it was so heavy. Th-
0: that you throw that scene, and in Spider-Man Two, when he's on the train and they're all looking at him with yes. the mask off, and they're like, will yeah. keep your secret," or whatever. Yeah. He's just a kid. Like those two scenes sell the the. Sam Raimi, Spider-Verse for me so much. And here's the thing though too, is those scenes yes, they read well, but they can also be extremely cheesy, hence Amazing Spider-Man when they try to do the same thing with the cranes and you're like the fuck is going on with these cranes? Oh
4: yeah, They're these are the organized the crane, crane, yeah, crane yeah. workers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. We got a million <laughs> cranes lying down, six, seven, whatever. Get to your cranes. Just we cranes. gotta help Spidey. Wait, but the, what, wait, you he know, can't uh. swing off of anything—just cranes, <laughs> just cranes. There's no other way. The thing is, I this
1: was like, like a video of, game at that moment. Yeah,
4: it was counter to like the Spider-Man comic book canon, where he was, you know, he was alienated and demonized by Jonah and and uh, the public largely hated him. Uh, For most of his uh, comic book career, so it was it was neat to see that.
3: Yeah, yeah, I I, I really liked. I like that movie just in general. I mean, I mean, my reaction, my here's an impression of the Raimi films for me. Oh, 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 Oh. that's the three films. (laughs) Oh, oh, the three films. Yeah. No, look, going
4: into the first movie, like I was, I had just gotten out of college and I hung out with a lot of film students and I was really into.
0: Don't, don't. Deceive our audience. You were re- all the way into uh, retirement <laughs> at that. I was in my postgraduate. We're collecting 401k so retirement
4: at at the old folks home. I was in at the time. I was yeah. friends with a lot of film majors, but they had really got me to the one particular guy. He was into like these campy. Uh, Sam Raimi movies and he really got me to appreciate Sam Raimi's style and, and I also knew who Toby was because I was into like the indie films and these small so wh- I knew both of these guys coming out and I was like oh I kind of like this but I was surprised when people didn't know who the fuck either Sam Raimi or Toby McGuire were and uh, now of course that movie changed all of that yeah,
3: yeah now I mean, Sam Raimi no keeps idea. making bad movies yeah what is the last thing he did what has he been doing I uh, I don't think he was involved the directly. Of uh, probably the yeah, probably yeah. Uh, the Wizard of Oz one. Um, James Franco. Yeah, <laughs> James Franco and Bruce Campbell in one scene. Well, he, Bruce Campbell's in every fucking movie. movie. Uh, he's even. Yeah, he, we're gonna he... get to that actually. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Tell us about that. Oh, he's
4: he. And then um, there's the Ash versus Evil Dead TV series that he worked a little bit on, which is great. Yeah. But oh, yeah, yeah but Oz the Great
1: you know, and Powerful character hasn't really. Theory? Oh yeah, notice which is uh, yeah. his the TV show he was in for like seven years, and it's just like they keep on refer like talking about like who's your friend with the chin. <laughs> <laughs> he tw- Oz the Great and Powerful it was 2013. He hasn't made
4: a movie since then. It says World War Three. He's announced to direct, but yeah, he hasn't been doing
0: shit.
1: So here's some other fun facts about the first Spider-Man movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so Hugh Jackman was cool. meant to cameo as Wolverine. No way! He even was on wow. set. He made it all the way to get on set on the day, and the only reason that he isn't in that film is because no one could find the costume. Uh. Wait, what, so what was? Why would they have had him cameo? I don't understand. This is a I know, studio. I know, yeah. I
0: know. Because Scott?
3: in X Men, Spider Man cameoed in a deleted outtake scene thing. Really? Did really? he? Yep. Yeah, if you go on like the DVD and you go in the extras there's a blooper where Spider-Man in full costume, not in the actual costume from the movie, but a, a guy in a Spider-Man costume runs onto the set. And- oh, it was
4: yeah, it was like a blo- it was like just to have fun. They were like fucking with them. I think I've seen that.
1: Yeah, and this is back oh. in 2002 when like no one had an established, you know, cinematic universe. So there there was nothing stopping them from from really doing it. You know, it was just, you know, it meant, meant to be just a fun thing. You know, the studios didn't really care that much. You know, it was whatever. It made a lot of sense. They cross over in the comics. Why not? Yeah, the rights um, issues so were not a going, thing, I guess. It was supposed to happen. Yeah. It um, was a wow.
3: simpler time. It was a better time. Yes. yes.
1: yes. <laughs> so uh, another fun fact from the production is, so you know the scene where Peter catches uh, Mary Jane's lunch tray? Yes. And he, like, catches her lunch? Oh, yeah. That was real.
4: Yeah, he actually did that, like as a stunt, that,
1: yeah. right? There's no That's CGI crazy. in that scene. Wow. Um, the tray had like a sticky, like surface on it, to, to help catch it. It took them over 150 takes, <laughs> but it was real.
0: Oh shit! Wow. <laughs>
1: That's pretty I good. I always good.
0: wondered.
3: I always wondered if that
4: yeah. was real.
0: <laughs> I always thought that was fake. Yeah.
4: Yeah. 150 takes. Motherfucker, get that on the apple! I can't get the apple.
1: Shit. So. Um, The film was released on May 3rd, 2002, as we said.
4: Wasn't it pushed Um, back, like, the release?
1: uh, I I don't think so. Okay. I'm not sure. Maybe it was. I didn't get that far. But I didn't read anything about that. I didn't hear anything about that. It was always, like, next summer. It was always, like, next spring, go for the ultimate spin. Right, right, okay. Oh, yeah, that Uh, was the tagline, the ultimate spin. Yeah, go for the ultimate spin. Yeah, yeah. That was a weird Um, tagline. Yeah. (laughs) Um... So this was like I, I so I mentioned this on the Jock and Nerd podcast, but um, Spider-Man is actually the first film ever to gross a hundred million dollars domestic uh, in its opening weekend, and at the time, it also had the highest gross over a single day, which was forty-three point six million on May fourth. Wow!
4: Wow! Um, it was the first one to break the hundred million. I mean, yeah, the people were yeah. waiting for this. This is a Sp- huge Spider-Man
0: minute. was kind of the start. Of the summer blockbuster yeah. like, as we know it today.
1: Absolutely. It yeah, indeed, yeah. Absolutely. Definitely. Um, to the extent that, um, so Scott, you can help me talk about this one. Mm-hmm. So in the UK, uh, the film was released with a 12 rating. <laughs> Later that yeah. summer, it was re released with the brand new 12A rating. Do you, you mean this movie?
3: You mean this movie is responsible for the fucking 12A? What the what? fuck
4: is 12A? What's oh, 12? Okay, okay,
3: okay, 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 <laughs> okay. Oh, no. so, oh, no. So, the rating, the BBFC, it's our version of the MPAA or whatever you have over there. There's U, Universal. Anyone can see it. There's PG, Parental Guidance. Anyone can see it, but parents may want to check it out beforehand. There's 12. If you're under 12, you're not allowed to see the movie. 15, if you're under 15, you're not allowed to see the movie. 18, you're not allowed to see the movie. 12A is just for cinemas. You can see it if you're under 12, but only if you have an adult with you. What and the it's a fuck? fucking annoying thing, because then you've got like little three-year-olds going to see movies that scare the bejesus out of them, and oh, I ever I sit next to them while they cry.
1: So
0: in America, in America, we've had that forever. If actually, it's if parental guidance, true. right? No, PG. So,
1: PG I, yeah. I was
0: I've been able to see R-rated movies with my parents, even when yeah, I was a so kid.
1: So that's it's very different. Yeah, in the states, it's as long as you're with a parent, you can see a see it right in our film. Unless it's yeah, X. Go, yeah, over here it's a 15. You have to be 15 or older to see it. Um, the Mummy was rated 15, I think. Um, so basically it's like, it works like there's, as if there's two versions of the PG-13 rating. Yeah. But here's that's a fun that's fact. Weird. Um, did you know what the first movie to be rated PG-13 was? I, I think I do. I believe it was Gremlins. No. All right. It was actually, no. Um, Temple of Doom.
4: Oh, oh. was Temple of
1: Doom was PG-13. So yeah, that makes sense was, to me. Yeah. So it was uh, up until that point, there was JPG. R and An X X yeah. um and uh I think NC17 NC17 came yeah that's later Oh I'm uh, reading
4: I got another thing here it says after 3 months after parents were outraged over the release of yep. PG rated Temple of Doom Red Dawn drama starring Patrick Swayze became the first film to be released with PG13 rating in Oh that in was, what it was. It was that
1: law after it was because of um, Kalima and the
4: heart pulling yeah, out the And the fucking thing. crazy okay. shit oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> Kalima. But let me ask you this question about your rating. are they are they checking your age? Like are they carding fucking people and asking you know, is this your
3: kid?
1: Well, I don't know, Scott.
3: Well, I mean, I've never been carded, but then when I was younger and not allowed, I'm not really supposed to see these movies. My parents never took me. I wanted to go, when I was eight years old, I wanted to go see X-Men in theaters because I love the cartoon. But it was yeah. it was a 12. And my parents said, no, we're not going to take you to see that because it's rated 12. And so I had to wow. wait until I was, I think they got it for me, a DVD a few years later. In fact, the first time I saw Spider-Man was on DVD. It wasn't in the, in the, in because the, I, was, I was 10 when Spider-Man came out. So, oh, wow. So I, like I wasn't allowed far, to go you, see it. That
0: sucks.
2: Yeah,
3: but I mean, I was fine with it. There was like one scary bit with the Green Goblin where he like jumps up and goes, ah! And then, <laughs> I think actually my dad watched it with me and he got a bit scared as well. It like, oh, jeez. it's mm. So yeah, I've never been carded, but then whenever I go see a movie, I'm old enough to see it and I clearly look old enough. So I don't know, but I think if someone saw like a little kid going, hello, can
1: I have a ticket for Deadpool, please? they probably send him away. Yeah. Yeah, it's just weird. So, you
4: guys have an extra rating. the Yeah. The but 15. it actually it
1: makes a lot of sense because, like, there are... It's also, like, the difference between 15 and 18. So, like, yeah. there's definitely, like, some R-rated films that if you're 15, you can totally watch that, you know? Yeah. Whereas if... I think I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, but Spider-Man I'm just surprised
0: a- at how strict it is that you literally yeah. can't go your, yeah that yeah, they, age.
1: Yeah. But it's
3: just annoying because then you are in a theatre with screaming kids. Because I like, I'm like, cause I'm like yep. if you're like ten or eleven and you go and see a twelve, you'll be fine. Even nine for some films. But they parents, it's the parents that I really blame. Literally bring five, three year olds and just because, maybe they want to go see the movie or they think that the kid will be fine. The kid won't be fine. It's crazy. I once met, um, I think it was, I think it was a little girl out of a friends get together. And she had just been a few days ago to see Suicide Squad. This kid is like Jesus. six. <laughs> oh, shit.
0: And, oh man, when and, when that uh, when Harley Quinn is licking the the bars. Yeah. What's that kid feeling? I, <laughs> <laughs> Something's tingling
3: there. down there, mommy. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I I, I I've not. I, I doubt, but I mean, it's it's, it's I, I I I think parents and the BBFC need to be a little bit more responsible. And there are some pretty fucked up ratings like i like, just a few days ago i received uh i got something that i bought myself i rarely do this i bought, I treated myself and i got the iron giant signature yeah. edition on dvd the yeah. i did you know that over here the iron giant is on dvd is rated 12.
4: How? wow that should be a fucking g uh, g movie
1: uh, it should be at very most pg for like some yeah, sort of violence I, I, think, I think pg makes sense especially for the ending but otherwise toy I mean, story's pg, PG so. Fucking Toy yeah. Story.
0: I'm just surprised how much Scott Meridue cares for the youth. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: what he about really the is children? looking out for the youth.
3: Yeah. Won't well, yeah.
4: somebody think about
3: the yeah. children there are future? Folks, please <laughs> think of the children. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm so. a very responsible person. This is why I hate Disney, because they tell bad medges- messages to kids. They do. They do. <laughs> they I agree. Do. They
1: fucking so, do. So Spider-Man had a, a couple of legacies, and we all, I think, Know the the film one. Now we've talked about the the rating one, but do you know its comic book uh, legacy that it left? Oh, hmm. So the very first free comic book day coincided yeah. with the release of Spider Man in two thousand two to capitalize what? on its marketing campaign.
4: Nice. The ah. idea.
1: Someone had the idea to do free mark uh, free comic book day, and then they decided to schedule it so that it would coincide with Spider Man. Since
5: That's chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. DTW, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 2002. Every free comic book day has coincided with um, a, the release of a comic book superhero film. Yep. The, except for two years in 2005 and 2006. And if you want, I can read you the whole list. And it's pretty crazy. Please. Yeah, let's go through it. But yeah, it's basically why every year there's always. Um, in the first weekend of May, there's always a comic book film and there's always um, free comic book day. So the
4: first Saturday in May, free comic yeah, book day.
1: So, it's yeah, exactly. So it starts in 2002 with Spider-Man. then in 2003, it's X2, X-Men United. 2004, Spider-Man 2. And then 2005 and 2006, there wasn't anything. Because there was nothing That's,
3: good going on. Yeah. yeah. Um,
1: 2007 is Spider-Man. 2008 is Iron Man. Uh, Sorry, 2007 is Spider Man 3. 2008, Iron Man. 2009, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Uh, 2010, Iron Man 2. 2011 was Thor. 2012, The Avengers. 2013, Iron Man 3. 2014, Amazing Spider Man 2. 2015, Age of Ultron. 2016, Civil War and 2017, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Wow,
4: that man, no. Spider-Man really did
1: kick off the 10-pole uh, the comic book summer yeah. movie time. That's awesome. And the next two Avengers films will be coming out on 18 and 19.
4: On- May. Yeah, that early May is a, a big spot now.
1: Wow. That's all thanks to Spider-Man. So Spider-Man, like, like Tony was saying, it really did um, kick off like the summer blockbuster, the summer superhero blockbuster, and so it was only inevitable that it would get a sequel. Yeah, and you know what? It was pretty good. It was. Uh, But still one
4: of the best fucking superhero movies all around that you can watch.
1: It's considered one of the best superhero movies of all time. So here's a few fun facts about Spider-Man 2. Um, So in 2003, after filming um, Seabiscuit, uh, Tobey Maguire uh, developed some severe back pain. Damn. and there was a chance that he wasn't going to return to play spider-man jake gyllenhaal was lined up to replace him
4: i remember this the last
1: minute yeah i yes. remember it too up until the last minute Maguire was wow. able to come back there's a scene in the film where um parker loses his powers and falls yeah. on a car and is like my back my back yeah i've read conflicting uh from conflicting sources whether or not that was in the script before or after, he actually hurt his back. Most of them say it was actually there before and it's just a coincidence. There are a few that say that the writers put that in as a joke.
4: Ah, because he was like, I'm back, I'm back. And then he falls and he's like, my back. And even like the fall was very, it was a very brutal, violent, like okay. all the falls were very physical, violent. He bounced off two cars. I was like, oh shit. And then the car alarm goes off. Yes. Well, oh yeah. Afterwards, when he touches it, and then the car alarm goes off.
3: <laughs> oh, and he just hobbles so... away, broken and defeated. <laughs> ah,
1: ah. So Alfred Molina obviously was cast as Doc Ock. Um, I Brilliant casting. Figure, I couldn't yeah. find out who uh, who else was considered, but I don't think any many people were. Um, however, uh, during one of the first days of filming, um, Raimi brought melina on set and there's a video of this which is amazing Uh, so Raimi brings uh melina on set and tells him that he has the studio has brought someone in to give him some tips on how to act like doc ock um he leads him to the the set where um he becomes doc ock like that that, that's the set he brings him there and it's willem dafoe in the (laughs) doc ock costume oh no way reading one of the lines from uh from his field, like i'm going to make this and it's gonna be a miracle of science whatever he's <laughs> saying you know it's just like completely ridiculous and there's like wind blowing in his hair and it, it's really funny um he's got like the tentacles on and stuff um so this was a bonus feature on one of the dvds um it's on youtube i can i'll include just like
4: com- completely over the top uh campy probably
1: yeah, it is hilarious. I have um, to see this. I have to yeah. see this.
4: I think we'll put, it showed we'll it showed Molina what not to do. It. <laughs> um, it showed Alfred what not to do as Ock yeah. because he brings a very um, real, sincere performance.
1: Yeah, he does. And the other thing though about that scene is Defoe apparently had such a fun time filming the original Spider-Man movie that he and Raimi worked together to find a way just to bring him back onto set. To so that's why there's um he is actually in the second movie. You know, he just wanted to hang out. Um, oh that
4: yeah that's right they uh they start his
1: thing at the end yeah yep um so for doc ock um so the uh tentacles were all puppets um there were names for them i forgot to write them down but they it was something like uh harry larry uh Mo and um Curly? Sue and Shemp. And Shemp. No, no, no. So Don't one, forget Shemp. One was, Shemp. After, one was a, there was one one that was like Sue or Mary or something. Don't forget about Shemp. He always and gets cousin, forgotten.
4: Yeah. There's also Cousin Joe. Um, People forget about Joe.
1: Yeah, Cousin Lately. Joe. Yeah. And Zeppo. Oh, yeah. Zeppo. <laughs> so um this was done because he named her that because uh it was a female puppeteer Where the other ah. were male. It's also the most loverly loving of the tentacles and the oh. most motherly. Well, they all
4: it's, had individual like personalities.
1: Yeah. So this is the tentacle that like wipes his mouth and gives oh. him a drink. Wow. That sort of lights a cigar um, for him. Yeah. Jeez.
4: So, that shit, that shit looked great, man. That looked like what I thought it would always look like on, on film. You know, Absolutely. what do you imagine?
1: So these puppets were 13 feet long. They weighed 60 pounds. Wow. And every scene in the whole film was first filmed with the puppets to see whether the CGI was needed. Um, So every scene, eventually, more or less, as a general rule, the scenes where Doc Ock carries the tentacles, they're puppets, and the scenes when the tentacles carry him.
4: Oh, okay. Okay.
1: And one of the main exceptions to this is the first scene in the hospital. Where he wakes up and it's like the tentacles. It's like that that horror movie scene where like the Sam ah, Raimi scene
4: in the movie. You know yeah, Sam Raimi scene.
1: So
3: that freaks uh, me out when I. But that still so, freaks me out. so good. Yeah, it's it's still still good. such
4: a good scene. It's like body um, horror, fucking horror. It's great.
3: That lady so, getting her nails are dragging across the floor. She's screaming. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's very really um, well done. So yeah. apparently, a lot of in that scene, there's a general mix of when it's the puppets and when it's the CGI. And when they first showed an unfinished version of the scene to the producers, they couldn't tell which was which. Wow! Um, And if you look, a lot of the CGI actually jumps up a bit between the two films, and a lot of it's because they spent so much time developing the tentacles. Yeah,
4: when he's climbing the buildings and shit, it's a little.
1: Yeah, that's. It's all sketch. Yeah. Um, Rosemary Harris performed most of her uh, stunts.
4: Oh, is that me? Oh. does that make good honor wow oh yeah.
1: and i forgot to mention um william defoe performed 90 percent of his scenes as goblin uh, of yeah. his, uh he didn't think that any of the stuntmen looked right in the costume the costume that... covers his entire body I and don't, face don't even see him. he thought that the audience like they didn't move right and he thought that he was the only one who could move correctly in the suit wow and he was also he really the only one who like kind of like was able to move well in the suit and most of the the stuntmen were very stiff in the suit.
4: I mean, it makes sense if he spent a lot of time in it and he felt comfortable he's like, fuck it, I'll do it. Just put me up there.
1: Yeah. So another fun fact for comic book readers, the opening credits art was done by Alex Ross. Oh, wonderful. And a wonderful way to recap the first movie and get everyone caught up without any fucking
4: heavy exposition and showing the fucking origin again. Brilliant move.
1: It's a great comic, great, um, great credit sequence
3: yeah 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 and they Um, forgot all about that in the third one (laughs) well we're
4: still at the point where there's one villain one focus kind of story we haven't gotten to the whole fucking splurge of villains in these movies yet but i feel like the next movie kind of started that for the whole genre also
1: yeah absolutely um so the two more things about this is so Spider Man 2 took the record for the biggest opening day from Spider Man with, I think wow. it was 102 million. Um, and so these are so at this point, Spider Man is one of the biggest franchises. Um, it was in, 102 in one day, right? In one weekend, one weekend, 102. Wow, yeah. wow. Uh, and it took the biggest opening day as well. Um, Spider-Man Two. This is uh, this is something that I thought was really interesting. Spider-Man Two is the only Spider-Man film out of the five that have been released that doesn't include a funeral.
4: Oh shit! They all have funerals in them. That's a good point. Oh wow! Some of them, Spider-Man have thing. Two. Yeah, someone's always dying. Yeah, yeah. Oh my
3: god. That's a that. Wow. That says a lot about the Spider-Man films. Yeah. <laughs> And the pros <laughs> of the comics, wow, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, oh, no funerals, good. It's an upbeat movie with horror yes. scenes involving tentacles, <laughs> yeah. dead yes. fathers in
1: the window, and mess. Oh, wow. But All see, right. Yeah. So this brings us to about 2005, 2006. Spider-Man is the biggest superhero property in history. Um, the two films have been huge successes, hands down. One of the most successful franchises i mean it's b- bigger than x-men bigger than yeah a couple of x-men
4: have come out but at this point
1: yeah 2005 so to put give some give us some context 2005 is when batman begins comes out oh um and then uh 2006 we get the last stand and um we get uh superman returns and, and then things
3: start to go wrong
1: things start to go wrong and this is in 2000 so it's 2007 so may 4th 2007 spider-man 3 comes out so i forgot to mention uh spider-man 2 is july uh june 30th uh 2002 okay. or 2004 i'm getting all the dates confused so may 4th 2007 so raimi really wanted sandman to be in the movie because he found him to be a really visually interesting character
3: and he did do a lot of very in- visually interesting stuff with it yeah in fairness. absolutely
1: yeah um so producer Avi Arad, who has been a sony producer for a long time he was worked on almost all i think he's worked on all of the spider-man films um including homecoming i think he's even on that uh so he recommended vil- uh, venom as another villain um when it was announced that Topher Grace and Tom Thomas Hayden Church had been cast as the two villains, there was some confusion over who was playing who, and some sites were reporting that Church would be playing Eddie Brock and Topher Grace would be Sandman. He would've made he would have made yes, he would have made just as good as Eddie Brock
4: as a Sandman.
1: Yeah. So I you guys already, so if you guys want to learn a lot more about Spider-Man 3, you should listen to the Jock and Nerds What the Fuck Happened episode. It was I our first one. Yeah, yeah, I didn't write too much about this one because I feel like I didn't want to step on Del Howard's toes. He did such a good job doing that. But um, a couple things that I thought were fun. Uh, at one point, Ben Kingsley was in talks to play the Vulture. Oh, Oh, that would have been great!
4: Oh, that would have been great. Gandhi as the vulture. Ben Kingsley's amazing. He can do anything. I could see him do that.
1: Yeah. um, The writer is stated that um, at one point he found that there were so many characters, so many new characters in the film, that it was so complex that he almost wanted to split it into two films. The only reason he didn't was because he couldn't find a good climax for the midpoint between the two films.
4: And Raymond. would have been better it. off if they split. It. Yeah, yeah. Ramy was I just can. like, "Fuck you with
1: this, shoving this shit in here." Ramy himself has gone on the record and called the film awful. Yeah.
4: If it, I mean the Sandman bit is great, you just take out the Venom, you take out the Franco bit. Uh, some of the Franco bits was all right, but if it was just Sandman, that could have been a fucking great movie.
3: Yeah. I don't know, I would have focused on the Franco bit because of that seems like what these films have been building up to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. I yep.
1: would have taken Venom out actually. Just take Venom, out Venom. It's the,
0: yeah, Venom. Venom. It's it's the Venom, Venom bit that really derails the film.
3: It comes oh. out of nowhere, has to do with nothing with the movie.
0: What about this? How about
3: this? James Franco, Harry Osborne, becomes Venom. Uh-huh. That actually would have worked better.
1: And so I mean, the the space, anything would have worked better. Anything yeah. would
4: better. The the thing I still like to this day is when they started started showing him in the black costume, like the little clips, the whole where it's oh, raining in the yeah. church. Holy shit, it looks amazing! Like they they, they they power. nailed that part. It feels there's good. You could lose yourself
1: him. to it. Yeah, it's him. It's the scene from the animated series. You know, he's in the black suit, and he, there's a yeah. flash on a on a window that he's looking in, and the reflection is him in the red and blue suit.
4: I mean, it's the only time we've seen him in the black suit, and it looked awesome, and they fucked it up! Yep. Forever. All right.
3: So that's Spider Man three. Now, I would like to touch upon the unmade, the lost but not forgotten, Spider-Man 4. Yeah. I think
1: you mean Spider-Man yep. Man 4 and 5. What? There was going to be a 5? Yes. So apparently there were going to be two sequels, which at one point were going to be filmed back to back, and Tobey Maguire was set to return with a combined salary of $45 million. Holy which shit. Which would have made him the highest paid actor of all time had the project gone through.
4: Yeah, because I don't think anybody had broken like the $20 million a movie uh, mark.
1: To date, that's still the the cap.
4: Oh, really? Hmm. Yeah.
1: Really? Yeah, um, wow. Even Except Robert Downey Jr.? For... Robert well, Robert Downey Jr. has made more, but that's for salary as opposed to per movie. Movie actually, I take that back. Tony, you might be right.
0: Yeah, I thought I read that he got fifty million for Avengers. Jesus,
1: I thought he made that much, not that he was paid that. Like okay, yeah, who? who like on I the don't know. End.
0: Yeah, it might it might be like back end sales. Jeez, wow, That's a lot. Was... You might be right I though. Mean, I know. Tommy
3: but... Maguire was pretty fucking disappointed. Gee, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I gotta make, I gotta make bank. Let's get this going. And then um, you say talk about Raimi and how he really was disappointed with Spider-Man Three. Apparently, he wanted to use this movie to help get this franchise back on track. Yeah, yeah. And so he probably shouldn't have been talking about casting Anne Hathaway as the vulturess. or the
0: with
1: John Malkovich as the Vulture. That was actually yeah. for five. All well, oh, I, so I,
0: I thought Anne Hathaway was going to be Black Cat. Is that uh, yeah. wrong? She was actually. Well. She
1: was eventually. So eventually, they. So she was cast as Felicia Hardy. Felicia Hardy was at one point going to be the Vultures instead of Black Cat. What the the fuck? The the final version of the script did have her as Black Cat. By the time she was cast, she was also Black Cat. But it was a very strange script. So, for four, there were going to be two villains. The first was going to be the Lizard, with Dylan Baker returning as Kurt Connors. Good. I would have liked to see that finally. They began a lot of the design work. For that, which ultimately was used for The Amazing Spider Man.
3: Uh huh. <laughs> My
1: favorite is the other villain that would have appeared in um, Spider Man 4, which was Bruce Campbell as Mysterio. Oh, that would have been great. Have- oh, that's perfect yes, casting. Please.
4: Perfect casting. It would have been revealed yeah, that in
1: all three of the films, Bruce Campbell <laughs> had been playing Quentin Beck. Yes. by the third film he had become disgruntled and annoyed at spider-man yeah figured out that he was peter parker and was deliberately messing with him in that scene that would explain Uh, so much yes yes just like how stan lee is the same Um, person in all the cameos yeah so he that is actually technically canon that he is quentin beck in those films um so when he's the french mater d when
3: he's the when he's the usher when he's like the wrestling announcer when he was doing the voiceover in all the video games my god
1: and so it, it, it basically would have played with um mysterio being sort of the villain of the first act and uh like a smaller villain um and the lizard being the main villain of the film all of this was scrapped by twenty January 2010. So this is three years that this was all in development. Um, so Rami announced that he couldn't meet the schedule in January, and it was days later that Mark Webb was announced as his replacement. There was um, the decision that the films would focus more on Peter's life as Peter rather than... Um, Spider-Man, and there was also... Because that's what people want to see. Yeah, and this was also when it was announced that it would be a reboot and not a sequel. Wow.
4: Well, I wonder if they did go the Batman route and just kind of recast him and kept the same story canon going. That would have made yeah. a difference. Yeah,
0: that would have been I think interesting it, to see. It, I don't know if it would have, because the, especially the first two films, it, it's those are Sam Raimi films. They're
1: Sam Raimi so films. Through, through and through. through. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't um, think it could have worked. But in fairness, you know, the Burden films are Burden films through and through, and then, you know, they recast and kept it going.
3: Yeah, but
4: I think the- they also saw that that didn't work too well, and they yeah. were like, let's not do that.
0: Let's just fucking start it over again. So well, Also, if you think financially, I mean, if Toby's going to get 45 yeah, mil,
1: yeah, you're like... Yeah you know what, let's just
0: recast. If if
1: yeah, Rainy's let's just, out, let's just, let's just recast
0: yeah. this and save yeah. some money.
1: It, it makes so much sense. And it's also like, let's still remember that even Spider-Man 3 did make a lot of money at the box office. And yeah. so at this point, Spider-Man is still one of the most profitable franchises. Yeah. So rebooting didn't really seem like that, that of an idea. And it's also that Sony's in the same boat as um, Fox, where they have to make a Spider-Man film every five years or else they yep. lose the rights. Because that's a good reason
3: to make a movie. <laughs> She's got the, best the reason. rights. I've
1: I've ranted
0: about this on our show plenty of times. Yeah. That this is like the worst way, way to make films, is because you just have to keep rights.
3: Because you have to. So it's an obligation, yeah. not a creative Hence spark. Hence, every
4: Fantastic Four movie that's ever come out. Yeah, including oh. the
1: Richard the Roger Corman one. Yeah. yeah,
4: that movie was never even meant to be released. Like, yeah. and the, the actors
1: didn't they even just know made that. It so that they could keep the rights. Yeah, really in filmmaking anyway. um, So originally the the producers wanted um, a younger actor to play Peter so they could play, spend more time in the high school setting. Um, So I've been discussing this. (laughs) Sorry. That lasted one movie. Yeah. Yeah. So so I was discussing this with uh, the deleted scene podcast. And the reason why they want Spider-Man in high school is because if you're younger, you can obviously just there's more time in the franchise. You know you're not going to grow yeah. out of the role like um, Robert Downey Jr. or even you know Chris Evans is starting to outgrow Captain uh, America, etc. So ultimately they decided to cast Andrew Garfield, who, who at 27 was actually older than Tobey <laughs> Maguire was. <laughs> Unreal <laughs> played Spider-Man at 26. Unreal. Unreal. What is the what, reasoning? What? Who is making these fucking decisions, for fuck's sake? Um, Some other actors who were considered included uh, Jamie Bell. Um, oh. I'm put to this next one. Yeah, Alden, I can see him. Jamie Bell, who is I The, the thing, thing, right, in Fantastic yeah, Four? Thing. Yeah. 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 In Fant4stick. Um, Alden...
3: No one is uh, oh, yeah, playing uh,
1: Han Solo now.
4: Yeah, the guy's young Han
3: Solo now. He, well, he's been know. a lot of other stuff. Um, I, I don't really see him as Peter Parker or Spider Man. He's a bit too short, a bit too, I don't know, nuggety, but he's a good actor, so. Um,
1: other actors were Josh Hutcherson. Um, oh, no. He was in the Hunger Game movies. Uh, Aaron Johnson, who was kick ass
0: oh yeah Oh yeah! he might have been okay
1: no yeah. i don't yeah. think it would have no.
0: worked no, 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 I, I, don't, I don't i don't i don't think he's actually all that good of an actor no <gasps> no. no you may
4: be
1: right
0: watch nocturnal animals
4: and prove me
3: wrong well.
1: <laughs> I, th- I think <laughs> i think <laughs> if, he, if because he, if he hadn't been if he had been spider-man he wouldn't have been kick-ass and i actually really yeah. like him as kick-ass yeah. i like him yeah. as kick-ass I, yeah. I thought
0: he was terrible in godzilla
1: oh <laughs> yeah
3: oh yeah because he didn't yeah. what did he do what, who was he who was he
1: no they didn't give him much to do so, the other two names were Logan Lehrman, who's uh, Percy Jackson. Yep. Uh, and my fine. personal favorite, who I actually think would have been a really good choice, is Anton Yelchin.
4: Yeah. Oh, R. Anton, IP. rest in
0: peace. Yeah. Yeah. He's killed by his Jeep. L- quick uh, side note. So, I was at San Diego Comic Con 2011. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, I think this is the summer before Amazing Spider Man yeah, came Amazing out.
1: Spider Man's 2012.
0: Yeah, and uh, they had a Spider-Man, Amazing Spider-Man panel. And at that time, Andrew Garfield, like they do a question and answer session and they had a guy dressed up as Spider-Man come up and like ask a question and then he he pulls off his mask and it was Andrew Garfield. And he gives this really heartfelt speech where he's like, this has been my lifelong dream. I know I have a lot to live up to, Toby, blah, 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 blah. And everyone's just going nuts for this, like really rallying behind the guy. And I was like, At that moment, I was like, I'm in. This guy's my passion. Yeah, Yeah, he's
4: got the passion. He's clearly I mean, who wouldn't want to play Spider-Man?
0: I'm cool with the guy from the Facebook movie being Spider-Man. I'm cool (laughs) with this. I think he did the best job he could possibly do. I don't fault him
3: for his acting. Although in the first movie, he mumbled a lot. I did not like that. He's like, I'm 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 (laughs) Spider-Man.
1: I actually really like him. I think he does a better job at playing Peter Parker, but... Um, he just had a worse script. I mean yeah. you know, his battle cry do you re- does anyone remember the word the what he says, the first word that he says in costume as Spider-Man? No oh, shit. He runs at a mugger, at a carjacker, yelling, Crutch! shoves oh, yeah. his crotch in the guy's face and then does, like, <laughs> one of the Black Widow takedowns. Wait, that's the first line he has as Spider-Man? His, is his crotch? first line no. as Spider-Man. No. And later in the same oh, I... scene, he says, oh, no, small knives, my one weakness.
0: Well, well, he I, he does... I'll give him this. Yeah, he, yeah. Him in the suit, I yeah. think he's actually okay, yeah. but I think yeah. his Peter is a little too emo. Yeah. Like, yeah. Instead yeah. of, like, being, like, down on his luck and sad, he plays him off, like just way too emo there is no cool. the...
3: he looks too cool yeah, right. he's, 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 way he
0: does too look good too looking cool. yeah he's, he's way too he cool is a looking. little too cool i will say that i don't want to i don't mean to skip ahead too much but amazing spider-man 2 the scene where he's with the little boy and he's yeah. like helping him out with his project and stuff and like yeah. putting on the mask on all the scenes with the little boy i actually are, are almost pitch perfect peter parker yeah
3: yeah, yeah. I, I do think there are some small that's the thing for me amazing spider-man is two steps forward four steps backwards yeah, because I, I think those are that's one of the steps for just because he really d- became warm with the costume, became warm with the character and those sorts of things. And it was sometimes a little bit like Spider-Man was coming right off of the page of the comics. And I thought it was pretty mm-hmm. good. And then it went into stupid town territory. Yeah, I mean, Toby played yeah. the b- b-
4: great, geeky, nerdy Peter and Garfield played the great snarky Spider-Man yeah. in costume. Like enough. if you could sure. combine those. Uh, Tom, you know, who knows? Holland. Tom Holland almost is nailing both of those things now
1: so um, yeah anyway, I'm going to push forward to one last thing about that movie which I thought was interesting and then we'll go to uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2 Electric Boogaloo yeah. um, <laughs> so originally in um, early 2010 it was reported that both Mary Jane and Gwen Stacy would appear in the film yeah and yeah. um, yeah. So other actresses who are considered um for Gwen Stacy, and it's unclear from some of these whether they were considered for Gwen Stacy or Mary Jane. Uh, but they include Lily Collins. Oh no. Who's that? Uh, a bad
3: actor. A bad actor. That's, who, that's who. <laughs> <laughs> a Shitty actor. She was um, the most recent thing she was in was um the rules don't apply. Uh
1: she's a redheaded actress she's, oh, a model. she's attractive yeah yeah i could see she's her as mj a play up the road from me now um are there- these there are others? mj
0: potentials these are yeah.
1: gwen stacy potentials. oh okay. gwen stacy potential okay. um so there's olivia lovebond who is um is she's in sherlock she plays oh. kitty oh or not sherlock she's in uh elementary she oh plays kitty.
3: oh i was i was excited yeah. for a
1: second there and then you said elementary
3: oh dear she's Elementary is better than Sherlock. Anyway, it's a better uh, Sherlock in- character <laughs> than Sherlock, okay? The rest is crap. Sherlock has a good framework for Sherlock. Elementary has a better Sherlock character with Johnny Lee Miller.
1: I think Elementary is just better as a whole. Imogen Poots, <laughs> uh, Teresa Palmer, <laughs> um,
3: <laughs> Teresa Emma Roberts, Emma Roberts would be
1: good. Mary Elizabeth Winstead.
3: Yeah, maybe, yeah.
1: Um, she's good. Mia Wazakowska, the Alice in Alice in Wonderland. Oh, oh, she's good when she's not in Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, and um, actually, I think this would have been a really good one. Diana Agron, uh, from Glee. Oh, uh,
0: yeah. See, so, I, I, I liked Emma Stone. I liked
1: yeah. Emma Stone. I actually, I think Emma Stone was great. I also think it's really funny that they cast a blonde as Mary Jane in the first trilogy, and they pla- cast a redhead at, right. Sorry. Yeah, blonde as a it. redhead in the first one, and then a and did redhead they, uh, as a blonde in the second one. I mean, their chemistry
4: was great. Were they an item because of this movie or before yeah, this movie? So
1: they, got, they got together during filming of this movie. Ah, they stayed they together for the filming of the second one, and they. I think they've since broken up.
0: I mean, it's a completely different movie when it's just the two of their them. Chemistry their chemistry is actually really Amazing. good. That's, I think, yeah. where you see uh, not only their chemistry and their their acting prowess, but like where Mark Webb might be best is just yes. those little character yeah,
1: moments like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I'm sorry, so, I didn't
3: take us to the Bahamas of hiding places.
1: <laughs> so, uh, for Spider-Man Two, Amazing Spider-Man Two, Electric Boogaloo, uh-huh. um, and I will only refer to the movie as such. <laughs> good, um, good.
4: Listen, that is an insult to break into, because that's a fantastic movie.
3: Also made
1: by the canon group, God. Oh, that was um, canon. Breaking the rules. So, as long as we're talking about Mary Jane, so Shailene Woodley, if you yep. will remember, was yep. actually cast as Mary Jane. Um, yes. All of her scenes were cut out of the final film. Another deleted scene uh, would have revealed that Peter's father, Richard, was still alive, had been watching oh. him this whole time. Oh, and. Yeah.
5: That's chumbacasino.com.
2: No
1: purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh, yeah, I've seen that scene. It's terrible. Oh.
3: Oh. No, so here's the really? thing. Here's that I've also seen it. The acting in it is phenomenal. Both the guy oh. playing the, his, the dad, yeah. Andrew Garfield, when his reaction to him being alive, it's very well done. The scene itself is stupid and pointless and weird and wrong, but in terms of acting quality, I'd almost recommend it. I'm not going to, but I'd almost yeah. recommend it. I you mean, I mean I've mean, i said this before. Nobody gives a fuck about Peter Parker's parents. Yo, no no one gives a fuck?
4: Completely. Why? With the coin and the subway and the what the fuck? The
0: untold mystery never needs to be told. No one asks no, the exactly.
3: question, don't give us no. the answer. Yeah, nobody cares. What are you uh, doing? People didn't even care when it was announced in the comics. Like, it happened. People were yeah. like, oh, okay, and then yeah. they moved on.
0: Well, Well, here's the here's one other factor of why it it sucks so bad that they did that is Peter Parker's whole appeal is he's like the everyman. Right. He's just he happened. He was there at the wrong place at the wrong time or the right place at the right time. Who knows? Right. Whatever whatever you consider his powers, a gift or a curse. But he's he's just a New York kid. Mm, What this what two these two films did is they said, no, he's not just every kid. His dad has been fucking with his genetics this entire time. He yeah. is the only person that could have ever been Spider-Man, yeah. which is exactly against everything Spider-Man is.
1: I, I mean, I think so, think about like Spider-Gwen. Like that yeah. that whole story of that is Gwen gets bitten instead of Peter. Alternate, and, like, yeah. You know, that's the whole point that you're trying to make that like it could have literally just been anyone. It just happened to be him. Right. But instead like, the movies were like No,
0: his dad was a geneticist, and he he fucked with his genetics so much that it could have been – it only could have been Peter Parker and Peter Parker only that we would be Spider-Man. Because,
4: right, it was, like, tied to Parker blood. It had to be his own blood to be activated. They kind of fucked it up in the comic books, too, when they introduced Ezekiel, who was, like, a father – Totem, and he said, "There's a spider totem, and yeah, you were always meant to be chosen." And I was like, "No, no, this is supposed to be. You're making no, it not special." No
1: destiny here. Let's, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um, I, I don't
3: mind if it's like ambiguous. Like maybe it's your destiny, maybe not. I think that ties in, but at the same yeah, time, I think do. if you're going yeah. to pick
1: one, pick
3: non destiny.
1: Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um. So Webb stated that he wanted to create a universe. This is a quote. He wanted to create a universe that could not only withstand, but could anticipate future storylines while also working in and of itself for one movie. And I personally think that this movie failed on all accounts for that. (laughs) They're still (laughs)
4: trying to create the universe without him now. Yeah. Um,
3: Oh, we're going to do the Sinister Sticks. We're really going to do the Sinister Sticks. No, really, guys, we're going to do the Sinister Sticks. Uh, It's all building up the Cinesis Six. No, we're not.
1: Um, so here's just some other, like, quick fun facts about this. Um, Emma Stone actually wrote the graduation speech that Gwen gives early in the film.
4: Oh, well, she wrote a really uh, good speech, actually. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It is uh, the first Spider-Man film to be filmed entirely in New York State, and it was also the biggest budget film to be filmed entirely in New York State. Um wow. J. Jonah Jameson is referenced several times within the film, but did not appear as the studio felt that no other actor could measure up to J.K. Simmons' performance.
3: Which was the only smart decision they ever made.
1: It really is. Simmons did actually offer to reprise the role, but ultimately the character was cut. Uh,
3: (sighs) I have one last grievance that I would like to say about this film, and I think I'm allowed to do this because I am English. Right, (laughs) because this ties into because I used to live in Oxfordshire. My parents still live there, and in the movie, Gwen Stacy is moving to Oxford. And eventually, by the climax of the movie, Peter is like, "I'll move with you to Oxford." Hey, they got crime in Oxford, right? Okay, okay. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, Uh, Spidey. Um. Yes, they do have crime in Oxford, but it's nowhere near the same amount as New York. And even if it was the same amount, there are no skyscrapers. I've been to Oxford. There are no skyscrapers. Are you just going to be running around and maybe jumping a bit? It would be the Tom
1: Cruise version of the character where he's just running everywhere.
3: (laughs) Exactly. And here's the thing. Even if there were skyscrapers and there was a high crime rate... Don't you think people might make a connection that Spider-Man suddenly disappears from New York, reappears <laughs> in Oxford, England, at <laughs> yeah. the exact same time you move to Oxford, England? I'd, I'd have loved
4: this, Gwen Stacy. I would have loved the scene where he he goes there and he
0: just steps out and he's like, "Ah, oh,
4: shit! There's no fucking buildings here. What am I, I gonna to... do?"
0: I used to think Imran overthought things to be critical. Yes. But Scott Merido takes do. the cake. I'm Holy you, crap!
4: i with you. He's got a good point, though. You don't think anybody
3: would notice? That didn't make um, any sense.
0: That is a rabbit yeah. hole in that man's brain. That is awesome. <laughs> uh,
3: I've made my point. I can let this movie go now. <laughs> I'm sitting adrift across the sea on a Norse funeral, and I'm sitting alive with a by flaming arrow. Nobody likes uh, Jamie Foxx He's hilarious.
0: Oh. I love you, Spider-Man. <laughs> oh. Now I hate you.
4: For no reason. Hey, I don't Spider-Man know. I don't know why me.
0: Jamie Foxx went with the decision of I'm gonna act like I'm in a Joel Schumacher film. Yeah, <laughs> he's literally like straight out of Batman and Robin, like the way he acts. Yeah, he's yeah.
1: yeah and no sympathy for also, the guy. Believe, fun also, fact: Jamie Foxx is the first black actor to portray a Spider-Man villain. And if you think about it, there haven't been a lot of black villains in, Spider-Man. The prowler. in superhero films. the Prowler. Uh what about no, no, Rocket no. Racer? In, superhero films in general. Rocket
4: Racer, Maradu pulls
1: out the no, no, Rocket no. Racer. Oh, I'm shit. saying that's awesome. In films, yeah. there haven't been black actors who have played superhero villains. Oh yeah. Oh, I mean... villains.
4: Well, yeah, Michael Clark Duncan as Kingpin.
1: There you go.
3: <laughs> but very very few, I'm saying. Yeah. Um, could we count Steele, like Shaquille O'Neal, as the villain of his own movie? Can <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, do so that, I that, please? The, yeah, I I'll, that I'll, that be, I'll give
1: you that one. Um, so when this film was released in cinemas, it included a mid-credits teaser for X-Men Days of Future Past. Remember I that?
2: Remember Dude, I yeah. forgot about oh. that. This is because
1: yeah. um, director Mark Webb violated a contract with Fox to make a film for them after The Amazing Spider-Man so that he could return for The Amazing Spider-Man 2. In return Sony agreed to promote fox's x-men film for free the scene I thought that was, was odd was also footage from the film itself nice. with um mystique as striker in Vietnam and it's actual footage from the film as opposed to like a trailer or anything else weird that was strange I remember that seeing that weird. Yeah. yeah my la- my last fun fact about this film so I just want to through this film cuz I don't like talking about the film itself. <laughs> Sony
3: um, is basically like uh, so humiliated at this point. Its film division is falling apart. They're desperately trying to hold on to it. They're doing Venom now, they're doing Black Cat and any
1: just, I basically going uh, to film division. Um so my last fun fact about the film is that uh, Amazing Spider-Man Two: Electric Boogaloo is the only Spider-Man film where the villains don't ultimately discover that Spider-Man is Peter Parker. So neither oh. Electro or Rhino ever oh. learn Spider-Man's identity. Every other villain in every other Spider-Man film knows they that he's know Peter
4: Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah, what yeah.
1: Was- and it looks like in
4: Homecoming, a lot of people know the Peter and Spider-Man. Apparently.
1: Oh, yeah. uh,
3: yes. Homecoming. We're here. We're finally here. Could this be oh, the one?
1: We're we're not there yet.
4: <laughs> <laughs> damn you, David, you tease. Well, in 2013, damn it.
1: So Amazing Spider-Man 2 came out in 2014. But in 2013, Sony announced the Amazing Spider-Man 3 and 4 and set dates um, of 2016 and 2016. 20- Eighteen for the films. Wow, in confident. addition to Amazing Spider-Man three and four, there would have been a Sinister Six, where the re- lineup would have been Rhino, Vulture, Ock, Morbius the Vampire, Craven and either Mysterio or the Chameleon. Really, Morbius. Also, oh, Morbius, yeah. really. He's the one. Which one of these doesn't? The he that in uh, Amazing Spider-Man two. There's like a file that says like Morbius on it or something.
4: Yeah, yeah. The, uh, there's a lot of clues in the Osborn scenes, and you saw shit in the background. You saw, like, Ox Arms, and, like, it was all animal animal yeah. hybrids. I mean, it kind of made sense, but I don't know what they were doing. Uh,
1: there was also going to be a Venom film and a Black Cat, or possibly just another female-led film, which uh, all of these died uh, a few months after Amazing Star 2 came out. Um, which brings us to October 2014, and this is the important part. So, apparently, all throughout the production of the first two films, Andrew Garfield had actually been pushing for the Amazing Spider-Man films to cross over with the MCU. Now, mm-hmm. five months after the release of uh, Amazing Spider-Man 2, Sony, in October 2014, Sony enters into talks with Marvel to share the rights. In, 20, in December, Sony is hit by the infamous email hack. Which released yes. revealed this to the world. Apparently, at that time, Sony was even rumored to be in talks with Raimi to direct a whole new trilogy. All of this fell through because of the email hack being released. The public outcry to have the film, the rights returned to Marvel, was strong enough to convince everyone to sort of get off their asses and make the deal. You and hear that, February Capers? 9, you can
3: make things happen if you make yeah. your voices heard.
4: No, you got to learn how to hack computers and leak shit. That's how you make things
1: happen. Yeah. <laughs> and on February 9th, 2015, Sony, Disney, and Marvel Studios announced a deal to share the rights to the Spider Man films, allowing Spider Man to finally come home and join the MCU. That's amazing. The fantastic image. I don't know if anyone remembers it, but it was just a spider web that spelled out Welcome Home. Oh, yeah.
3: Wow. Thanks to hackers. All
4: thanks to hackers. Like imagine if that never happened, they would probably still be in, in negotiations and litigation. And, uh, we wouldn't have got, uh, Tom Holland in civil war. Wow. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. So a few more final facts about, um, the road to, uh, Tom Holland's casting in, um, homecoming. Um, there was actually a really long casting process, if I remember, um, and it was, by the time uh, Holland was cast, the finalists included Asa Butterfield. Yep. And a whole bunch of other people whose names I don't even recognize. Um, Alden Ridge kid was also still in yeah, the running. he was still in the, the running as well.
4: Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, at 52, Marissa Tomei is the youngest actress to play Aunt May. Yeah. Rosemary Harris was 75 in 2002. Sally Fields was 66 in 2012. And in 2016, when she debuted in *Civil War*, Marisa Tomei was 52.
3: She's too young. Hmm. She's too young. She looks too young. She doesn't look like Aunt May. I, I No offense to Mr. Tomei. I like her. I think she's a good actor. I'm sure she'd do great in the role. I thought she was pretty good in that brief moment we saw her in *Civil War*. And uh, maybe she will be completely change my mind and make the oh yeah, that's Aunt May yeah. definitely. But she is too fucking young she's supposed to be silver haired and elderly and doting
0: well, no, let, me, on... let, me, let me let me let me counter yeah. this though yeah although yeah. i agree that she doesn't look like aunt may when's the last teenage person that had a 65 year old aunt
4: yeah if you're gonna yeah. de-age uh the character you kind of have to you know and even in like some of the cartoons you have like a younger hipper Aunt May with a short haircut yeah, sure um, yeah. but the whole thing, I mean, to Scott's point, the whole thing is like, while Peter's out there risking his life, he's always worried about, you know, leaving Amy behind. Is she okay? Does she need help? I, is she able to pay the rent? I got to help her out with my monies for the photos. But uh Tomei is looking pretty good. in this. <laughs> <She's>, She still <laughs> yeah. looks great. She still looks hot, dude. Uh, she looks good in, the, in some of the pictures.
3: I mean, I don't think it's good to. Fo- I mean, I don't like focus on people's physical appearance and stuff like that. But at the same time, like, yeah, but that, I mean, I'm gonna. I'm reserving judgment, even though it doesn't sound like it, until I see the movie.
4: I mean, will it work? Where like she she's that young, but she still hasn't figured out that her fucking nephew is this Spider Man. Like she can't be as. As dumb and innocent and as naive. like an older anime yeah. and naive, right? And just buy whatever ridiculous excuse Peter gives her. So I'm sure she'll fi- I bet you she'll fucking figure out he's Spider Man by the end of Homecoming. That
1: would make me angry. Oh, mm. mm. All who,
3: right. Who knows? So, who knows?
1: So to wrap things up and tie it all in a neat little bow, I thought I would end with this one last final fact, fun fact, which Lay is it that on us. Homecoming is coming out in a couple weeks. And it will be released in the year of that is Spider-Man's 55th anniversary since nice. he was created, marking his sixth film appearance on screen and his first film appearance, first solo film within the MCU. And that is the road to Spider-Man Homecoming. That's everyone. huge. I mean, yeah. this
4: this is an unprecedented thing. Uh, let's. I got one thing that just got posted today. If we want to talk about the future of Sony's plans, and you've heard of these, the Venom and the Silver and Black spinoffs, and Kevin Feige has confirmed that it's not part of the MCU. You got Tom Hardy already cast as Venom. Uh, producer Amy Pascal has said all three of these movies will exist in the same world even if Homecoming is connected to the MCU in the way the other films will be not. She says both movies will take place in the world that we're now creating for Peter Parker. I mean, they will be adjuncts to it. There may be different locations, but it will still all be in the same world, and they will be connected to each other, meaning there may be a chance... Spider-Man may appear in these movies, which you have to. How do you do a Venom and a Black Cat, a Silver Sable movie without Spider-Man? I don't know. So there's hope, maybe. The, the, the Sony's Marvel Universe is the most confusing thing ever. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, okay. this,
3: I... this to me, it reminds me of this uh, perfume ad I saw a couple of days ago. Desperation <laughs> by Sony Division. Yes. <laughs>
1: Yeah, they I'm, got like nothing. Like I said before, I'm still convinced that they're just trying to beef up their film division because they're just going to sell it off. I I can't imagine uh, that that I, like ever since I've heard that rumor, I've have yet to see anything that's convinced me otherwise. I will not believe that the Tom Hardy film is coming out until I see um, a trailer for it. But well, why would? you go
4: so far as to cast a fucking high-profile guy like Tom Hardy? Because you when you sell it. the
1: rights, you can still cast it. And as we've learned, if you've learned nothing from this, Imran, yeah. if you've learned yeah. nothing from this, he doesn't, like he do, he cast he doesn't one, learn very a well. No. You can get the film all the way. You can spend over 000, 000 a million dollars. And That's nothing happens. That's a good happens. point. That's the lesson yeah, they of Spider-Man, wonder. everyone.
4: They wonder why, you know. So they should never have sold the rights off. I believe, like when he did originally, Stan was just looking to make a buck, maybe help out. I don't yeah, think he I knew don't. what was gonna obviously what yeah, was yeah, gonna entail. Did.
0: I also think, or not. I don't think I, I'm. My thoughts on the, um, if this is part of the MCU is, I know I've railed that Venom, without Spider Man, doesn't work. But I'm also like not all that excited about this being part of the MCU either, because it doesn't seem like it's Kevin Feige that's going to yeah, be yeah, directing the rest I, of these. Yeah. It's more no, a Sony, yeah. and yeah. if that's the case, I don't want that stink over on. No, the MCU. it's not. It's
4: like that. it's Sony's. It's so it's SMU. It's not MCU, and the, and Feige's definitely going to keep them separate because he probably yeah. doesn't want that fucking stink out of it either. It's like no, we'll keep this separate.
3: He likes yeah. success yeah. by Marvel Studios. Yes. yes.
4: But moving forward, it's gonna be interesting to see how Sony and Marvel can work together. So, you know, we know Holland's contracted for six movies. There's gonna be at least three solo Spider-Man trilogies. They wanna do like a Harry Potter, maybe what one year in high school. But that throws off the whole MCU timeline. Well, and if actually, if they're uh, doing
1: the rumor I've heard it's gonna be um, you know, one movie per dance. So it's Spider-Man Homecoming, Spider-Man oh. Spring Fling, Spider-Man Sandy Hawkins, Spider-Man Prom. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Are you serious? That's not real, is it? That's no, no, no
1: I'm just making that Please up. Please don't
0: do I, that. I was just watching the clip of Amy Pascal saying that it's part of the MCU. Yeah. And Kevin Feige's reaction is, is great.
1: <laughs> Wait, what is he what? doing?
0: Is he, like, uh, rolling his eyes or, like, uh... It's just, like, he just got this, like, oh, yeah, oh. Mm. sure okay. sure it <laughs> is. sure yeah. uh, he smiles he smiles like <laughs> no, we're gonna have to talk <laughs>
4: <laughs> He's like, we'll, chat, we'll chat about this later
0: yeah. i don't like, know what's uh... going on over there but uh
4: yeah it's not connected don't worry about it yeah.
3: <laughs> but of, course, right, but of course the road continues beyond homecoming we have got something yeah. else to look forward to an animated spider-man film with miles morales Yeah, and there's a new
4: uh, Disney XD cartoon uh, coming on television. That's going to be young Peter. Uh, The animated movie, that's coming out next year. And then we'll see him in Infinity Wars, probably
3: both Infinity Wars.
0: Oh, yeah, you'll see him in Infinity War. So it's it's been a long road
3: behind us, but it's a long road in front of us. It's a great fresh
4: start, is what it needed. Another fresh start. uh, It's kind of had to happen.
3: Yeah, and I think... We're gonna end it there. Do we have anything else we want to say about Spider-Man? Any last points or thoughts? Uh, I uh, uh,
0: Spider-Man's the best, best superhero <laughs> ever. <laughs> I I, am a, e- I will thing. say I am excited for a teenager playing a teen Spider-Man instead of yeah. a twenty-eight-year-old. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, a whole teen cast that looks like a you know they go to school in in New York. It, uh, if there's anything that makes this stand out, it's especially from the MCU. It's the the cast is so young, just you as know, long as we're, it's we're, not. We're the, this isn't this isn't thirty five year old man child yes. playing. <laughs> yeah, this is actually teenagers.
4: And I hope it's just not the Tony Stark show in this fucking movie. in Spider Man. I, I don't think it them. is.
0: I actually okay. don't. I don't think he's going to be in it as much as people think. I think the Good. the marketing is yeah. leaning on him. I think the trailers have
3: cherry picked all the scenes and stuff. Right. So yeah.
0: there better be an amazing
4: third act in this movie that they've been saving. Uh, please. Yeah.
1: He is right. hoping. Do you guys want to do a yeah. final plug for uh, Jock and Nerd? Tell people where they can find you? Sure. Actually, I was going to mention, we, if you go uh, visit
4: jockandnerd.com slash 16, way back in 2015 we had an episode called A History of Spider-Man on the small screen where I went through all the cartoons and TV shows uh, and kind of did the same thing you did, but just uh, talking about Spidey's career on TV, but you guys, if you love the Marvel movies, DC movies, the TV shows, if you want some great interviews with creative types, just visit jockandnerd.com where you can hear Anthony say this. Bro, do you even podcast? And then you can hear a rug boy say this. Who cares? A jock said that. Uh, all on the show. Anthony, anything else to add?
0: I don't know why you would ever listen to our show. Don't do it.
3: <laughs> you listen to the show because sometimes I'm on it on a rare The occasion. only time
0: you each- should. Yeah, we've had The Man That Hates DC on, and we've had David Malofsky on. Those are the only reasons you should ever listen to our show.
4: Ah, Reverse psychology, I see. I see Mm. the game you're playing, sir. I like it.
0: Well, you (laughs) heard it here first, capers.
3: So, thank you very much once again to our very special guests, Anthony and Imran, the Jocker Nerd. Thank you so much for joining us, guys.
1: Thanks for having us.
3: us. No problem. And thanks once again to our generalissimo, David Malofsky.
1: Uh, Pleasure as always, Scott. You know
3: that. I know, I know. Every, every time you we talk, it's always a pleasure because I'm there. And so. <laughs> Yeah, so thank you once again to Dan Harris for our logo. You see that lovely little microphone with my red and blue glasses? That's me on there. Thank you, Dan Harris, for that. And you can listen to the show on iTunes, Podbean, or of course at a place to hang your cape. That's www.ap2hyc.com/podcapers. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever your favorite podcasting app is. So you can hear my lovely voice every week. Uh, if you go to, to if you do go on iTunes, leave us a, a review. We want to get your feedback. We want to know what you guys think. And There's an extra incentive now, guys, because if you leave us in a review, you'll be entered to win an official Podcapers t-shirt. That's right. We've got t-shirts now. Can you dig it? The contest will be open until uh, July the 31st. So quick, get... What are you doing? What are you doing? Still hanging around here? (laughs) Get to leaving those reviews. You get a t-shirt. They'll last forever and be a priceless heirloom for the rest of your family. And, of course, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, blah blah, 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 Hashtag podkeepers at AP2HYC, blah, blah, blah. We're on the Weeby Geeks Tangible Network, all that good stuff. And if you like the show, share with all your friends and your nerdy followers on social media. And as I said in previous episodes, we're still looking for writers. Do you want to write for us? Of course you do. Who wouldn't? It's the dream job. So please go to dot. At ap2hyc.com forward slash write and you can get to write for us and who knows maybe one day you could end up on this show you lucky devils so thank you very much for joining <laughs> us capers this has been pod capers the official podcast of a place to hang your cape cue the music
0: I, I was just laughing the entire time. He's he's anytime he we can get Scott Meridew speaking for more yes. than like five seconds, like it's it, awesome.
4: It's
1: hilarious. It really is. I get
3: a little bit carried
1: away. I can't <laughs> help it. I'm sorry. I need to um, jump off soon, but do you want to do the hear my Andy Circus story? Oh yes, sure. I plugged it already, so I feel like it would be a shame if I didn't get to tell it. No, yeah, um, let's hear it. This no, I don't want to hear it. On- <laughs> uh, <but> then- <laughs> I was at the uh, Batman vs Superman premiere last year in in London, yeah, the European premiere. Humble brag, no, no, no big deal. <laughs> wow, um, well, that that's the not
3: something to be proud of. Let's be honest. Yeah, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> true, that's like, true. okay,
1: so I was at the bar beforehand, like across the street from the cinema, and just like grabbing a beer before the show started, and I left my friends to go to the bathroom, and like the bathroom were like down this set of stairs. So I'm going down the stairs and I like someone's behind me and I like turn around and I'm it's and- it's Andy Circus, <gasps> and I'm just like like in my head I'm like why the fuck is Andy Circus here? He's not in this movie. Right. Um. So I turn around and I'm like, aren't you? And he's just like, yeah, I am. And he's he's like like he like lit up. And I think it's just because like no one ever probably recognizes him Right. Most recognizable roles. So I was like, um, can I shake your hand? And he was like, sure. And so we shook hands. And then we walked to the bathroom together. No, and it was really no. awkward.
0: Oh, nice. You guys
1: peed together? You peed um, with Andy Circus? So Andy's like, you just
0: shook my hand. Now you're going to follow me to the bathroom. You <laughs> sick freak.
3: Yeah. <laughs> you pee, no,
1: buddies. He, had, he actually had his tux. So he went into the stall and was changing into his tux. What um, is, like, oh, is he oh, in England? You, was, you knew you were watching
0: him the whole time, weren't you? You saw.
1: Him. I mean, like I was like peeing, and I was like, "This feels really awkward." Like, I'm gonna go, and then was, I like, like went back upstairs. I saw him a minute later, and he was like in his tux, his family, and I was like, "That was a that was a magical magical moment." I would have
4: asked him if they if they've ever mocapped his dick. That's what I wanted to know.
3: <laughs> well, I if anyone ever... could act with their penis, it would be Andy Serkis. It would be Andy Serkis. Is he
4: English or American? He's English. You know? He is English, okay.
1: Yeah, I'd actually that week I'd just been watching old episodes of Spooks. Uh, Scott will know what I'm talking about. It's called M.I. Oh, I'm he's on that. In um, he's in an episode of that, and I just randomly had been watching that episode. I think if I, otherwise I wouldn't have recognized him.
4: I mean, that's probably why he was there. He probably lives down the street, and he's like, I want to go to this. Give me yeah. some tickets. That and that Black Panther, like when he's talking to Martin Freeman, it's like Gollum talking to fucking
0: uh, Lord oh. of the Rings. Great. He's doing a good uh, South Africaner, action. yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: African. I can't do
0: it. I think, South, um, Africa. South
4: Africa, I think more people are going to start to recognize him now because you're right. I think you're
1: right, but even then, he looks very different in person. Like, he's he's uh short, um, yeah, is he really he does, oh, okay? Yeah. Um I, like, in his live action movies, they're often um they're often like
3: smaller things, like his few things
0: Apes and golems
3: and uh
4: King
0: Kong. He, he was the captain in King Kong.
3: Oh yeah, he, was, he was also the live action guy, got his head bitten off
0: or of something. Yeah.
4: Wait, with the new the uh Peter Jackson's
0: King Kong, right? Peter Jackson I don't yeah. know if he was a captain, but yeah, he yeah. get he gets eaten by yeah. his face.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, he's in Star Wars. Uh, this guy's done. Fuck it. He's in like all these great movies, and you'd never what do you see know
1: about him. <laughs> uh, I actually I have a friend who's like um, six seven, and he yeah. works. Uh, he was he auditioned to be a stand-in for um, Chewbacca the in, in oh, the new sorry. Star Wars, and he oh, also really cast Snoke stand-in. Uh, oh really? Yeah. Whoa. He can't talk about it very much, so he's never actually confirmed that in words to me. But he's like, you know, nodded when I guessed it. Um, like this was at uh, the same uh, the same Comic Con uh, that I, we had the Pod Capers talk. Uh, I was chatting with him, and he was like, "I'm in a film coming out next year. That's the se- this year. That's the seventh in its franchise." <laughs> and <laughs> I think I think Scott, I think it was you. It, it was one of us was just like Fast and Furious. <laughs> oh, I would never say that. <laughs> Come on. I think it might have been Will.
4: So Snoke must have like a bigger role in this if they need no, 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 a stand-in. In, in
1: the Force Awakens, he was cast as like the the mocap for like sitting in the throne and stuff. Like because he's oh, well, so they person. they he's mocapped tall.
4: him and then put somebody else's face on.
1: Yeah, I, he also was a stand-in for Hagrid in the uh, Harry Potter. Ah. Movies. Okay,
4: so he's a big guy, he's, yeah.
1: He's really tall. Like, he's a chairperson in the tall person's club here.
4: <laughs> oh. yeah. Wait, there's a tall person's club? I'm yeah, really treasuring. Okay. They have
1: a magazine, So
0: <laughs> Circus is 5'8. Yeah. Yeah. He's short. He looks taller in film. He does, yeah. Yeah. Lifts. Same thing yeah, that Al Pacino, Pacino used. Um,
1: I got lifts in my shoes. He's much, much taller. Who isn't? Tom Cruise.
0: No, yeah. he's shiny. I knew, I knew he was five, short five, too, yeah. Look,
1: mm-hmm. Siri can tell you how
4: tall Tom Cruise is.
0: You know who what? else is kinda of short? Yeah. Vint Diesel. Really really? Like five nine or five, yeah, like five nine. No. Wow. Yep. Really? Yeah. Short.
3: Wow. He sounded so tall, the iron giant. <laughs> <laughs>